Wait, can you do that one more time, John? Jared Allen now teaches kids STEM at PS 132. Evan Mobley went with his brother back to the West Coast. They are now surf instructors at the University of Southern California. I got ice in my veins. Walk like a champion, champion, champion. I'm so cold blooded. I fear nobody. Ain't no letting down. I won't let you down. Cause I got ice in my veins. I talk like a champion, like a champion. I'm so cold blooded. I'm so cold blooded. I fear nobody. I fear nobody. I walk like a champion. Hey guys, John here. I apologize for the audio quality, but um, due to some technical difficulties, we actually lost the intro um, for the show this week. So uh, it kind of just jumps right into our sports conversation, but you guys are getting all the real content. We apologize for the intro. You know, it's usually entertaining, but enjoy the rest of the show. All right, and with that, we get to, honestly, a subject that I've been looking forward to ever since Monday. Uh, it is a subject that is near and dear to my heart. And as you all know, or if you've been living under rock, you don't know. As of Monday and officially as of Wednesday today, A.A. Ron Rogers is a member of the New York Football Jets. Ladies and gentlemen, yes, my dreams have finally come true. There is an actual quarterback that will be under center for the New York Jets. Finally, finally. Finally, there is competence at the quarterback position. Oh, my gosh. It's been a long time coming. I'd like to thank so many people. Most importantly, myself and God. Uh, Because without him, you know, all things are possible through him. But, yes, finally, after weeks and weeks of trepidation and will he, won't, will they, won't they, Jets and Packers finally came through to a deal. Aaron Rodgers traded to the Jets in exchange for the Packers pick 15 in this year's first round so basically the Jets swapping from 13 to 15 the Jets will also get a fifth round pick in this year's draft what the Jets are sending out obviously the pick swap from this year the first rounder they're sending out a second rounder in this year's draft and a sixth rounder on top of a conditional second round pick in 2024 which turns into a first round pick if Aaron Rodgers plays 65 percent of the games which You would hope that he does, because if not, something has gone horribly, horribly wrong. Mm -hmm. And on the surface, people are saying, oh, my. Or he win a championship this year and he retires. Or he win a championship and he retires. (laughs) If he wins a championship, he could do whatever he wants. I don't care. But let's go back to the pick swap thing. But, yes, people are saying, oh, the Jets gave up a lot. And you know what? On the surface, you would think, dang, like, that that conditional second rounder, may look like a lot because it comes with a lot of you know uncertainty you don't know what it's going to be you don't know what the season is going to be like you don't know if he's going to retire at the end of the year etc cetera, etc cetera. but my defense to this is that i don't think the jets and joe douglas agree to this trade unless they know that aaron Rodgers is coming back for a second you know or third year whatever whatever the case may yeah, be aaron Rodgers is sort of a loose cannon he is a loose cannon He's a loose cannon, but he's a loose cannon who doesn't play by the rules. He's basically, you know, you know, and you know what? It's kind of crazy because I go from one conspiracy theorist who plays by the own, his own rules on my basketball team to now a conspiracy theorist that plays by his own rules on my football team. Um, the only difference is one dribbles a ball, one throws a ball, but they're both in them chat rooms. 
They're both immunized. They are both immunized. No. Rogers is immunized. I don't know about a Vetterson Iverson right here. <laughs> the conspiracy dribblist. Dr. Sebi with a handle. Um I wait. Yes. Real quick. I, I really want you to now that we got the formalities out the way. Because the formalities out the way, you gave the specifics, you know, all of that shit. I want you to say how you feel. Like, real, like, like, I want you to tell me, like, as a Jets fan, that y'all never have a had have had a quarterback this good, Brett Favre included. And to be honest, I don't know if y'all ever will again. So I, I, like, just go, just go off. Just, just tell me how it is, real right. shit. And John, you know what? You know which button to press. You know which button to press. All right, well, first off, Geno Smith erasure, that's crazy. <laughs> uh, but no, but seriously, no, this, this is great. It's amazing. Uh, just finally have a chance at being a legitimate contender for the first time in God knows how, honestly, in like 13 years since Mark Sanchez was a quarterback, which is, you know, scary enough to say. But look, they have a great defense. They got weapons on offense, got to shore up the offensive line a little bit. But other than that, like, I, you're in a perfect position as a Jet fan. I mean, you're in the best position you can possibly be. Uh, I don't know if you've seen any of my Instagram posts lately, but like, yeah, it's it's time. It's oh my god, you're gonna make me jet the fuck up. Like <laughs> it's 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 great. So yeah, I I, I don't understand why people are giving this whole spiel about like oh you're trading for like a, th a forty year old quarterback. Well, one, he doesn't turn forty till the end of December. Two, <laughs> did we not just see another forty year old quarterback switch teams? Towards the tail end in the twilight of his career, it went a Super Bowl. And I'm not saying that Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady are the exact same person. But I'm also not going to, we also can't pretend to sit here like Aaron Rodgers still isn't a top 10 quarterback when he's clicking on all cylinders, right? And what helped Brady on those championship teams? He had a lot of offensive weapons that came through, right? Antonio Brown. Defense. And he had a really good defense. Oh, look at that. The Jets have a really, really good defense. Right? They have an offense that just has the offensive rookie of the year. They would have had probably two. They would have probably shared the award if Brees Hall didn't get hurt. On defense, Jermaine Johnson had himself a great year as a rookie. Right? Although the only question mark on defense right now is Quinton Williams' contract, which, you know what, I, I know there's a little bit of trepidation and, and hesitancy right now, but I think that they were putting so much effort into getting Rodgers. And you guys just cleared cap room to turn shit into like a signing bonus. Exactly. You, you put so much effort into, into getting Rodgers, and then you probably have the draft coming up where it's like, all right, Quinton, you're on the back burner for now, but they just signed his brother to a three-year deal. So obviously they're going to they're gonna take care of him whenever that happens, right? Um, you know, again, you, you still hope and hold out that Makai Becton is healthy. You know, he does show. He, it'd be one thing if he didn't appear that he cared about football. Mm -hmm. But every other week, wherever he's he's in the gym, he's posting the videos. Like, he looks slimmer. He's just had some bad luck of guys literally rolling up on him. Um, you know, he, he's a big guy. So, look, it's a great time to be a Jets fan, man. You got, you got, you got so, so, my gosh. Like, honestly, this is the happiest I've been as a Jet fan in, like, years it's the most excited I've been in years. So it is what it is. We're taking over the AFC East, right? We're probably going to go 5-1. and one, And uh, Buffalo can suck my dick. Dolphins can suck my dick. We already know Patriots can suck my dick from the back, right? Only team, honestly, only team I fear. I don't even fear a team. Only person I fear is Pat Mahomes. That's it. I mean, because he's Pat Mahomes. Like, But Jay Herbo to God, don't fear him. Right, I don't fear nothing out of the, a the out of the AFC South. Sorry, AFC North can eat a dick as well. Look, Joe Beasy, 
You my guy. He cool peoples. Damn, Rogers got y'all talking y'all shit. Bro, we are going to at least AFC Championship game. Y'all going at least to the to the you know AFC Conference semi division. I mean, unless, round, uh, unless we have to pat, face up against Patty Mahomes in the division, then I'm gonna be upset because I'm like, damn shit, it's Patty Mahomes. Like you can't, you just don't beat Patty Mahomes. Although, how many times have they faced off? Um, probably only like twice though, right? In their careers, I so I don't think they've had. I don't think they've had too many. Uh, you know, face-offs, but that would be a great uh, playoff matchup. Bro, if anything, we finally get, I think this is the year we'll finally get a Jet playoff game at home, which has not happened in decades. Yeah, I think you guys should win the division. I'm surprised that the um, Bills are still the favorites to win the division. Um, I've been seeing, I too have been seeing a lot of things about you guys getting fleeced in the trade, and yeah, sure, it's a lot to give up for like an older quarterback, but like that shit really doesn't matter, because at the end of the day, like championships are worth everything and obviously you doing that that one that makes it a real championship window and like if you guys win no one's gonna give a shit about what you gave up so the goal like you guys have to win i'm gonna be conservative and say the next three years um and if you don't then we could sit here and talk about them being fleeced and all that shit but at the end of the day it's a very what's going on here it's a very um yeah at the end of the day like it's a very clear thing that like if you fucking win nothing else matters just look at the rams nothing nobody gives a shit that the rams gave up all those draft picks you know why because they got a ring exactly no one gives a shit so uh, sure and then what are, what are the packers gonna do spend all those first round picks on non-skill position players and then just get stuck with it again and then mind you it's not even all that we only gave up quote unquote essentially one first round pick which is yeah. next year we just pick swap this year and we gave them a a, a six rounder and a second rounder next year like they, they really didn't get it's away okay. with it's not even like we're talking about like with three the amount first of rounders. draft picks you guys have had in the past like two years it's okay and, and like, I, think, I promise and it helps also because of how good our draft went last year mm -hmm. where you're not worried because you have pieces that are going to be here for a while sauce Gardner is a franchise corner cornerstone right Garrett Wilson franchise cornerstone Brees Hall franchise cornerstone you know what I don't know if I want to say that about Jermaine Johnson just yet but he's really really good mm -hmm. right you you hit on slip. you hit on so many draft picks that you're okay with not having as many draft picks in the next few years because you already know that you and they're all at different positions too two at skill position one at corner which is i mean almost incredibly hard to nab in the draft mm -hmm. especially at the at a top we have had the worst luck at drafting corners so for him to be as good as he is at the pick we got him that's an a plus so look every draft joe douglas has gotten better it's gone from mid to good to great so you know if we don't have our first round pick next year oh well because you're expecting that pick to be in the very very low 20s like 29 30 mm -hmm. or pick number 32 because you won, won a super bowl and I'm surprised you guys haven't asked me this question. Like, if they, is it worth it if they don't win the Super Bowl but they get there? Like, if we, if we have three years and we get to the Super Bowl maybe once or twice, but don't win it, is it worth it? Yes. I'll say it still is because you haven't been to a Super Bowl since you know Jim Crow era. So I don't know what to tell you. But that's the thing though is that if this Rogers experiment. And that's what it is. It is an experiment at the end of the day. If y'all don't get to a bowl, then it's a disaster. Because yeah, if you don't get to a bowl. Because yes. I promise yes, you, regardless you of whatever is left after Rogers' tenure as a New York Jet is over, 
y'all are gonna be left with little to nothing. So it's either y'all win this year, y'all win next year, or it's not gonna happen. They're not really and, left with little to nothing, honestly. Yeah, you're gonna have a whole bunch of rookies that are uh, sorry, sorry. You're gonna have a lot of guys that are on rookie deals that are really good looking for contract extensions. So yes, you will be yes. left with nothing, John. It's almost like the reverse of what you try to do with the rookie quarterback, whereas like you try and fill the surround the rookie quarterback with a bunch, with of, a bunch of pieces, yeah. so you win on his contract. With the Jets right now, it's you try and maximize the rookies that you have now because they are all pro talent, mm -hmm. and it's like, all right, how do we get maximize? them for the next two to three years before we have to give them an extension and you know what i think this is also good because zach wilson will now be able to learn under aaron Rodgers and take whatever he can from him zach wilson never starting for the jets you don't think no. so you think after rogers tenure he's uh yep he's somewhere else yep. unless they pick up his fifth year option which they won't it'd be a waste of money because you you don't have two two quarterbacks on your roster taking up 70 million dollars in cap even i know the cap is cap like that's just a lot of fucking money. What you gonna do with all that? Yeah, but and if he only plays two say, years, you wouldn't. It wouldn't have to. You wouldn't matter. I don't. I don't see him. His fifth year. His, his fifth year would be in the the year after Rogers would. Yeah, I never really go. see him being the quarterback of the future. But that's my. Jets. But that's my point though. If if his fifth year is gonna be the year after Rogers leaves, like you think he's gonna resign with the Jets? Just or you think the Jets is gonna offer him a contract? Like what are the Jets gonna offer him? They gonna franchise tag him? Go right. franchise a nigga you, that you don't. You have no like clue what the fuck he's about to get into. Like uh, no after. After they do not pick up his fourth year option, he's out of there. Why wouldn't you just pick up the fifth year option to just see what you got? Is that not what the Giants did with Daniel Jones? No, because we Daniel didn't pick Jones up Daniel Jones' fifth year option. You... That's why we had to pay him forty million dollars oh, a damn. season. Ew. And Daniel Jones also was getting way more starting opportunities. Actually, prove himself at that point. Mm. I, I don't. I don't see it happening. So then and, where do you go? You just go in the draft then at that point? Because what if you're yes, at the left? Because the other part of you have all these rookie talent that like you want to talk about being left for nothing is that's how you reload your draft. You keep the ones and then they'll have cap space because they'll keep the ones they want to keep and they'll trade the ones that they don't for capital. Hypothetically speaking though, if you win the Super Bowl in Rodgers' last year, in the year two, let's say, and he's yeah. like, you know what, I'm done right down to the sunset. How are you going to draft your quarterback? With like, what are you just, so we just throw, we get a quarterback, I guess in what, round two, three or whatever, and just see what you got there? Y'all yes. got y'all ring. Next 50 years, we'll figure it out. <laughs> At that point, I it mean, listen, matter. this is, this is what y'all are mortgaging our franchise for right now. It's literally, y'all have to win either this year or next year. And if that does not happen, then y'all are going to have to reset y'all franchise. That's that's real yeah, shit. But, oh, yeah. yeah, but I still think it's better to try. I still think it's better to try. And if I'm a fan, I, I'm happy. Even if, like, again, if you don't make a Super Bowl, it's a failure. Um, But if you make a Super Bowl, even if you lose... That's still better than anything before. That's still a conference championship. And on top of that, like, one, what the fuck have Jess fans have to be hopeful have had to be hopeful for in years? Exactly. So it at least shows that the franchise is actually caring about winning and caring about putting a good product out there. So I, I don't see why you could be mad at it at that point. Like if I was in the position, I would sit here and even if we don't win, I'm saying, all right, at least my team busted their ass and tried to do it. You know what's funny is that the Jets have actually tried like many a times over the years. It's just shit just doesn't work out. Right, like, who would have predicted that the Fitzpatrick year they would have collapsed in the last week of the season, and then the year they re-sign him, he just forgets how to play football. Then he goes to another team, and he's like, "Oh shit, I'm Ryan Fitzpatrick again." Like, it's just, it's just one thing after another with the Jets. I mean, and then even you know, how do you know you're in that situation if uh, what's his face hasn't punched Geno Smith in the in the in, in training camp? Right, like, 
it's just mad random stuff that happens to the Jets that where it's like, damn, it's only the Jets. But I've never been in a position where it's like the Jets didn't care about winning. They just never had the talent around it just due to either just injury never, or just never cared competently. Yeah, it was also, I mean, it, I, it, it was also a case of just not put, putting the right people in the right places in terms of like whether it's head coach or GM, like it was, it was just weird. And now there's actually some type of symmetry where it's like, all right, the head coach and the GM are on the same page where it's like the owner's not bringing in a coach that the GM doesn't like and vice versa. Mm -hmm. um, you actually have some stability at quarterback. You have skill position players. Injuries haven't killed you like that. So, you know, it is, uh, it is what it is. Like, I even think that just back to CJ Mosley's first year with the Jets, mm -hmm. like if he doesn't get hurt in literally week one, who knows how much different that uh, season goes. So, mm -hmm. and, and now you guys still have that first round pick to draft a lineman and continue to build up what's your been your weakest part um because everything else is pretty sound so you're in a great position um at the end of the day like the afc is not a cakewalk but i still think you guys should be the favorite for your division um yeah i mean i don't really by the way they're not that we said that wait yeah, 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 that. yeah that's yeah. why i said yeah, i don't yeah, think yeah. the bill should be the favorite I think they're just favorite. Just oh no no no! I was going of, uh, just based off of the Vegas shit. I mean, I didn't know if you was just speaking off of like oh, okay. you know your personal opinion. I'm I was going by Vegas. Yeah, if you guys didn't know, the Bills are still the um, favorites to win the the division. Um, but that's just a history. That's just yeah, exactly. A, a history I think thing. One. Yeah. Um, yeah, you guys. Here, niggas go again. Niggas don't think the Bills gonna be good. I'm telling niggas, bro. I'm bro, the Bills are a great regular season team. Watch them get their backs blown out in the snow in their home turf. By Joe Burr and them boys. I mean, how much more of a home field advantage could you get? Snow in I don't Buffalo. Get, I don't want to get into this again because we spent way too long on it in a previous episode. But yeah, the I Bills. Know, are I'm just agi I'm just agitating y'all. That's what I the do. Bills I'm here. I'm here, I'm here to just plant Watch the seed and we go. We go revisit it when we revisit Watch it. Watch a game because we won't be here all day. Listen. They right. are not them. They might be here. They said, "Watch my game." Listen, we still recording. I'm here. I'm here. I'm not absent. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm just in the. I'm the voice from the great beyond. 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 Matt, mute his mic. Oh shit, we can't. <laughs> he has the controls. He has the controls. <laughs> well, you got the you got the child safety. Yeah, lock fuck on. the bullshit. I'm about to put the child <laughs> locks on you, JT. You have to talk in John's mic. <laughs> <laughs> we got to share a headset too. Oh man. <laughs> We just put one ear on John's right, one ear, one on uh, my left. Yeah. You can hear it through. Uh, but you know, this is uh, this is great, and uh, just really excited. Exciting time to be a Jet fan, and uh, you know what? It sucks it had to come at the expense of the white man, uh, Mike White. But you know what? A new my a, a new white man will be marching on. Oh boy! Real, real. Uh, just I would say the last thing on football is quick prediction on what your team does draft night. Do you think they're going? Do you think they're going to get that? We'll load up that wide receiver room, and you can get offensive line talent in the second round. I think if if uh, the kid from Ohio State is there at fifteen, mm -hmm. they will take him. I do think they should go offensive line, I, but I would not be mad at them going with. Uh, Jackson Smith and Jiba, yeah, yeah, yeah thank you. They, they, I, I they can't, were saying I can't today say that y'all gonna get him, man. If y'all if y'all rock with him, tell me y'all, y'all offense is gonna be is gonna be incredible. Because then you have you literally have Garrett Wilson, Jack Smith, his mm -hmm. teammate from Ohio State, Alan Lazard, mm -hmm. Brees Hall, Tyler Conklin, right? Uzama, like that is such an elite team, mm -hmm. like offensive weapons, like. Yeah, but 
the end of the day, you still gotta just give that man some time. You gotta give him some time. You gotta give him some time, yes. I, mm -hmm. But they're not, but I will say the Jets' O-line isn't as bad as it has been in years past. And it's also not as bad as it was projected to be at the start of last season. Exactly. I think the big X factor in this is Makai Becton. Yes. We will get AVT back. Mm -hmm. We you, you can move him along the lines. I believe Brown is back, or they're trying to get him back. We just re-signed um, Connor McGovern. So, pieces that which one I think we're just one offensive line piece away. But look, I think um, I think if if uh, wide receiver is not there, I honestly think you trade back, and then you could still get your lineman. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. You know, it's just one of like the rare. Drive. I think it was because the Nets were in the playoffs, and it's just I was doing a lot of content stuff. But um, I just have not paid attention to a lot of mock drafts. Also because of the whole Aaron Rodgers yeah, thing. That's like that's the main thing that matters yeah. for your team. Uh, Miles, you got a, a quick prediction on what your team does draft night? Because they also talked about you guys drafting, homie from Ohio State too. Yeah, he's not gonna fall that low. Um. My best prediction is I hope we go receiver. Um, day one, I really like the dude out of USC, Jordan Addison. Mm -hmm. I mean, he played with Kenny Pickett at Pitt, and he played with uh, Caleb Williams over in USC, too. So I'm hoping that we get one of the good wide receivers. Like, if for some reason JSN fell, that would be cool. But I, I like Jordan Addison a lot. He said he worked out with the Giants. He said he, would, he wouldn't mind playing here. So... Mm -hmm. Looking forward to it. We definitely need a receiver. Daniel Jones needs some weapons. I've been uh, very vocal about how if you give Daniel Jones some weapons, he'll be good. I just need that theory to, you know, come into fruition, honestly, because if we don't get this man anything to work with, I mean, they got him Waller, but, you know, it's not enough, you know. Um, so we'll see. I hope we go receiver. That's my prediction. All right. Um, my prediction is uh, we do a draft night trade for DeAndre Hopkins and we draft a cornerback in the first round. Instead of a wide receiver. Mm. Look at that. Some ballsy moves. Some ballsy moves. What pick y'all got, John? Uh, 22? Feels right. Damn, I think you should have lost out. Yeah, y'all are like kind of like around us, kind of. But Yeah, so we're in the same pool for the wide receivers of kind of who's best available. But... I said it before, and I said the reasons why. I still and Pac-Man Jones out here with a strong feeling that DeAndre Hopkins is going to Baltimore. Um, and I, I stand by, like you know, when the Ravens like someone, they get them even whenever, even if it's too late. Um, but I think that's the move because I honestly think, as much as like you know, wide receiver is what where we need help on. Um, I think if we can like remedy that through trade drafting a corner and we have a good history with drafting corners that's the move there especially with marcus peters you know being a free agent i think he's a free agent or just being expensive in general um and they're trying to figure out what they're going to do with him whether they want to pay him what his price tag is going to be because he does like baltimore but whatever the move is from there um if you can draft a wide receiver and then either if you keep him on a cheaper deal and then now it's a little less pressure because he had a very up and down season you know Change some things. And that dude out of Penn State's really good. Um, there's an, another cornerback, I can't remember his name, but out of Maryland, uh, they're looking at two. So there's those are the two things. If we draft a cornerback or a wide receiver, I'm happy either way. Well, I'll only be happy with a cornerback if we trade for a wide receiver. So Nah, no funny shit though. Y'all trade for a nigga like D Hop. Like I, like Giants fans are talking about trading for D Hop. For us, it don't make no sense. Mm -hmm. But for y'all, I think it makes perfect sense. 
because I, at that point, even if Lamar don't sign a long-term deal, mm-hmm. he has to at least sign a transition tag. Like he has that yeah, transition. Franchise. He has at least got to try the non-exclusive franchise mm-hmm. tag because you like to play with guys like Odell to play with um, D Hop to play with homie that's coming back off an injury that was Bateman. really good. What's his name, John? Bateman. Rashad Bateman. Like that's about as good as it's gonna get right now, honestly. And that's pretty damn good. And for for one of the things I've been the most vocal about is that he has like the Ravens have not gotten this man no help in the receiver room. And if you got that, then you have to at least be there for the year to to see to see that through. Cause that that's a wide receiver room right there, real shit. Yeah, and I think it also like stops the talk about the Ravens not trying um not trying to help them or they're the ones who don't want to negotiate and things like that. Um, I think the other part of it too is like. That's been the chatter recently of just that Lamar said, get me Odell and D-Hop, and they said, we can guarantee one, but we're not sure about two. So all of those things come into play. But um, And worst case scenario, we don't end up with Lamar Jackson. We actually re-signed Tyler Huntley. <laughs> so you put you could put a game manager around all those weapons. Pro Bowler And we'd Tyler be all right. Huntley. Pro Bowler Tyler Huntley. Put some respect on my boys. Facts, and he showed out at the Pro Bowl. <laughs> he did it's the pro bowl okay but we always talk shit when we're supposed to be good quarterbacks play like ass at the pro bowl it's the pro bowl nothing matters they're playing dodgeball over there now nothing matters what is the what is the pro bowl jackson has gotten hated the pro bowl previously we always make fun of people like when Tannehill and shit go up to the pro bowl and kirk cousins because they're ass and they're on teams that win games so now it doesn't matter when tyler huntley goes there and balls out weren't wasn't it flag football Okay, I'm talking about he cooked in the drills too. What's your point? There were drills. I'm not gonna lie. I don't. I didn't pay. Like once it went away from it being like an actual game, and they were doing activities. I honestly think flag football is the best move, though. I mean, yeah, but it's like, it's like how much serious? How serious can it really be, though? Anyway, either way. Anyway, um, Uh, that's enough about football. J E T S Jets Jets Jets. You heard it here first, folks. It is going to be a very Jets heavy pod for from September to December. (laughs) I will make sure of it. Green Bay made trade down. Anyway, um, you guys did not know, uh, NBA playoffs is going on. We talked about it last week, and this first round has been very entertaining, but also marred by a lot of injuries. Um, you know, obviously Giannis gets hurt. Clippers getting knocked out off of Kawhi's injury. And Paul um, George. Paul, well, Paul George never played, yeah. yeah. But I think with Kawhi, it was, you know, they, they got pretty close. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what really ruined my parlay, because I picked them at, like, plus one and a half or plus two and a half for the you know, see it started. Um, but, hey, man, the Bucks are down 3-1. Dude, you know, we're going to talk about due to injury, but also due to Hemi Butler really being that guy, putting together a ridiculous playoff performance. Um, and we talked a lot about it in the green room. Uh, we talked a lot about how, you know, and I mentioned here before about um, the the Heat not being a normal eight seed, but also, like, the Bucks, you know, as much as the Heat get praised, the Bucks deserve to get Heat for, no pun intended, for what's going on in that first round series yes you understand Giannis is hurt but like if you're a one seed you're more than just one player and that Bucks roster is a lot more than just Giannis so they should be able to win more than one game um so it's it's really interesting and I also think it's crazy how Giannis is the only depoy for them to for a player to go off in a game and they just go should Giannis guard Jimmy because this has happened before. Should Giannis guard? I don't remember who it was, but they were like, should Giannis guard X? And it's like, you won the defensive player of the year. Why are you not guarding the best player on their team? 
Well, we see that that's 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 been this whole th has been the whole thing with with Giannis and his. Because he shouldn't have won one of those depoys. That should have been Bam out of bios. Because he isn't a it great is on ball. No, but he's not. A, he's not a great on ball defender. We all we've all know that he's 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 fan. He's almost he's like Brook Lopez. And he is fantastic in help. He is one of the best help defenders in the entire league because of how much space he can he can eat up on the floor, getting from one side of the floor to the other. Help help blocks, help steals, et cetera, et cetera. Play the passing lanes, but. Yeah, no, you're right. Like they start him off on, uh, I believe, Gabe Vincent for that first game, game one before he went out, mm -hmm. and, and I believe the Heat actually changed it up, and I think they might have inserted Kevin Love into the starting lineup mm -hmm. for some of the games, but only because I think Bob, when Bobby Portis took over for Giannis, he was mm -hmm. just like carving Gabe Vincent because <laughs> Bobby Portis just randomly becomes like a, an insane player in the playoffs. But um, I'm so upset that he stayed. But yeah, I mean, I, Jan, I understand why the whole like, all right, if you're a deep boy, you should be on Jimmy. But it just takes away. I feel like it takes away from what their defense is supposed to be schematically with the Bucks. And I get it, like it, it's different in the playoffs and things like that. But I think the Bucks have this system in place where it's like, all right, we have Drew as the on-ball guy. He's gonna take the Jimmy assignment. We're gonna have Giannis as the help. We're gonna have Brooke as the help. Right, and then Middleton and whoever else they have in the starting lineup, they're going to be what they are. Um, but I do think in crunch time, and I noticed this on one of the last plays, I don't know if you remember it, when, when Giannis took a hook shot, missed it, Jimmy got the rebound, they came down, and it's when he hit that kind of sidestep three. From that was on Drew. No, let me, let me walk you through the play, though. Okay. It was on Drew. Giannis had a chance to pick him up mm. around half court, him. but he passed him off to go to to go uh, protect the paint, which would make no sense because why wouldn't you? Your first thought in transition is what? Stop ball. Yeah, Rudy Gobert. Especially when you had Brook Lopez on the floor already, so now you have two bucks in the paint. You have now Drew scrambling over to guard a man that is literally unconscious from the floor. Why are you running away from the ball at that point? I get it. You're the best player in the team. You're the captain. You you have two deep boys. Like, I understand mm, you protect the rim. And I'm not going to lie. Yeah. In normal circumstances, nobody expects Jimmy Butler to come and take a pull-up sidestep three in transition. But for what he was doing for that quarter, you have to expect Jimmy to literally do anything. And in that situation, Giannis should have stepped up. But... I, I do agree, John. I I am surprised, and you know what? Maybe it is the back. We don't know how how sure. how healthy that back is. I mean, watch. We we. But if you're playing, but if you're playing, yes. If you play, you play. If you play, you play. No, there's no excuses around that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You playing? You playing? Now, JT, are you speaking specifically for Game Four? Because if you're speaking specifically for Game Four, I just have a question. In terms of what? In terms of Giannis being the primary on-ball defender, um, between like. Him, Drew Holiday, like whatever. I don't, I don't expect him to be the primary on ball in general because Drew is an elite on ball defender. Mm -hmm. But like, if your best defender is getting cooked, so that situational then moment, you should, you should switch. I'm sorry though. I'm sorry, but nobody was guarding Jimmy. In game no, four, and that's though. fair. And that's fair. But you gotta make but it you, harder. Yeah, you gotta Giannis make it harder. Six eleven with his wingspan is and two much depoys to his name is much harder to score against than Drew Holiday, who in his own right could be a depoy. You know, yeah. in the deep point conversations, but he's six three. Mm -hmm. Jimmy is bigger than him. He's he's taller six, than six. him. 
you know, he may not have the weight advantage on Drew because we Drew's know stocky, Jimmy's strong as fuck. But Jimmy is strong as hell. And Jimmy, even in the first quarter of game four, and we saw it in game three, Jimmy was doing whatever he wanted in the first quarter mm-hmm. with Drew Holiday as the primary ball handler. I don't think the Bucks' point of attack defense has been great this entire series, and- which is weird because they have two of the better point of attack defender guard defenders in the league in Drew Holiday and Javon Carter and it's is, times and, like this that it really makes you appreciate guys like Kawhi that when they're hurt they do not play like literally <laughs> every time Kawhi is hurt he does not play Giannis clearly was hurt during the game because there's no way that Gabe Vincent is stepping back hitting corner uh borderline threes on the nigga like this shit is sweet you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. like Giannis definitely clearly was hurt and I don't think that Giannis should play it is crazy because in spite of everything that happened in Game Four, I believe that Giannis still had a triple double. I he, could be wrong. Yeah, he, he either had a triple double or he was close. I know he had like twenty six points, double digit rebounds. Um, but he faltered down the stretch offensively. Oh, bro! Like I like I told y'all in the green room, that was probably the worst Giannis I've ever seen. Cause it was really like running dunk man. He was not doing anything. It was like well, he don't got a bag. Uh, John, John you took the word, you took the word, you took the words right out of my mouth. Like we know that Giannis don't have a bag, but we know, but we've never seen it that bad before. And especially in a in a game where everybody's watching and expecting you as a great player to be great, mm-hmm. he was the exact opposite. Real quick, um, also in that game, uh, Giannis did have a triple double: twenty six, thirteen, and ten. Brooke Lopez was the leading scorer for the Bucks at yeah, thirty six, right? Thirty six, eleven. Chris Middleton and Drew had 14 points. And we know Drew is out there trying to defend Jimmy all night. But Chris Middleton, that's the time where you got to be robbing. It's time where you're supposed to be robbing. And this whole year has been weird for Chris Middleton because yeah, he, he missed a ton time, of time yeah. with the injury. And then he spent basically the entire set post-All-Star break trying to get back to himself. And then you thrust into playoff basketball. And it's not mm-hmm. to say, like, we know how Chris Middleton can get. Like, he's, I've said it before, he's K, when he's on, he's KD-like because there's not a shot on the on the floor he can't make. But when he's not hitting his shots, mm-hmm. he's not, a, he's not. I wouldn't say, a plus defender. He's average. He's not a plus defender. Mm-hmm. So when his shots aren't really falling like that, it's almost like he falls into almost like a Tobias Harris type role, which is a little disrespectful. But that's kind of how he becomes on the floor mm-hmm. because he's it's almost invisible. Yeah, he might have had 14 points, but how impactful were those 14 points? You know what Four I'm saying? Four of 12. Four of 12 from the field, so you're so shooting you're, 25%. Yeah, and he didn't take that many shots for what, what, what you would think. You, know? you would think is the guy that probably gets the the second most shot attempts yep. per val- like volume wise mm-hmm. on the team. Um, to to your point with, with Drew Holiday, yeah, I don't expect Drew Holiday to be in like the high twenties in terms of point mm-hmm. totals. Um, if he's getting you fourteen points, he's probably getting you around eight or nine assists as well, and just playing lockdown defense. He might hit a three here and there. I don't think he shot very well Mm-mm. in that game he either. Did not. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, and then also it's just can we talk about before like. You're playing Eric Spolstra. We knew Bud was going to get out coached off rip, and it's showing. So when you talk about their point of attack, and obviously that's, a, you know, their defense, and that's a big part of it, like, he's still getting out coached. And mind you, they don't even have their second best score. Exactly. And on some nights, their best score. Exactly. I think, the, no, he, I don't think he averages the, I think he averages the second most, but yeah. He's, they do, he averages they, like bro, 20, they inserted yeah. Duncan Robinson back in. Duncan Robinson's oh, played 30 he's, minutes I tonight. think he's been probably one of the, the biggest X factors in this mm-hmm. series just because of how I think at one point in the series he shot I think it was like 11 of 14 from three and I and you knew what was crazy it was that game two when the heat were getting absolutely thrashed mm. the first game Giannis was out and then Duncan Robinson came in in the fourth quarter and was just raining threes left and right 
Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh shit, like if he catches his rhythm, he might be a problem. And he's been a problem in games three and four. Now granted, they're playing game five later tonight, which is Wednesday. So by the time this pod comes out, we're either going to game six or we've probably witnessed one of the most rare upsets in basketball history. I think what we haven't seen since the uh, We Believe Warriors, right? I believe so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I believe so. Robinson I believe so. But, but what do y'all but what do y'all think happens though, like throughout the rest of the series? I think Bucks I think Bucks will win game five. They're at home, back against back against the wall. I mean, I'm looking I like they had it they, they're they're minus twelve on the point spread. And I know these spreads don't mean anything because the Hawks overcame a minus thirteen uh plus thirteen point spread uh, in game in their game five to force a game six uh against the Celtics, which funny story about that. Did you guys hear that the State Farm Arena was double booked with the Janet Jackson concert? Yes. Amazing. They actually <laughs> moved the Janet Jackson concert to the Friday, and they was offering people refunds saying, like, whatever the fuck. But that's, it's wild. I know Janet was tight. She's like, damn, the Atlanta Hawks is more important to me. Actually, Janet, low-key, they might be. Mm-hmm. My mom, I said the same, I told my mom that, and she was like, wait, that's so messed up. Why would they do Janet like that? Like, it's just well, some why basketball game. Why would you double book it? Like, what, like y'all <laughs> had every opportunity to just move it to the Friday, because think about it, like, yo, a, a concert on a Friday versus a concert on a Thursday, I feel like the Friday would, you know, turn heads every single time. Bro, well, Robinson has missed, I think, five threes or right. six threes That's crazy. in these um four games. Joe Harris could never. Um but Miles to your point to your question, I think it's because every game after a game four in a playoff series is always T B D. So you mm-hmm. can't really sell tickets like that unless you have like, you know, like season I know like season ticket holders always have like a uh reserved amount. But for the general public they can't sell tickets to that game until it's a guarantee. So game six at Stay from Marina was a TBD, and with the Hawks down three to one, and the series going back to Boston, you figure, you know, it is what it is. Also, that Janet Jackson concert was probably skip booked months and months in advance, mm-hmm. before way before anybody knew that out. the Hawks would be in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you, I'll tell you what, I guarantee that never happens again, though. All right, I so. bet you it happens again. I, I bet I, you it I, doesn't. I bet, Cause, it, cause, I bet it happens, how, and we just don't how know. How do you do as all right? Like with all the days in a year again, yes. like because this wasn't a, a difficult fix. The fix was, all right, we're just going to move the concert to Friday, and for those that can't make it on Thursday, we're just going to refund them. Like, why Like, like, why is that? If there's potential for an event to happen, like, y'all have to let the, especially for the 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 sports team that is occupying that venue, you can't do that shit. Come on, yo. Well, again, if they JC book the concert. In, the concerts are booked, like, usually up almost like a year in advance. Yes. Yeah. So like June, you don't even so, know if the you don't even know if they're gonna make the playoffs. Yeah. So April twenty seventh or twenty eighth, whatever the day is, April twenty eighth could have been a wide open date, mm-hmm. and they're like, hey, can we use this date? And the Hawks are probably like, yeah. And you got to think they they probably have to pay to book it. Yeah. So the the venue is gonna accept money. And honestly, I think this happens way more than we think. I yeah. think it's just because it's Janet Jackson. Exactly. This is the first reading. Like I'm pretty sure there was like a cert. Like at some point in the last few years, there's probably like a circus. Like a Disney on Ice show that had to get pushed back because like the Bucks were, yeah. you know, pushed it to a game seven or like the Warriors, you know, forced a game five. You know, it's just one of those things. But I thought that was really funny. I will. I would be remiss. Can I get a little bit of time to uh, talk about my nets that I got bounced a little bit? Uh, yeah, I think I, we, I, we, I deserve we, we, it. We can pour one out for the. Thank you. Know. you. We can pour one out. Sure. Yeah, we can. Did you even drink this? I didn't. Not yet. I don't know what you're waiting. He ain't drink the Mama Wanda. Oh, he going to his. No, it'll be. He's he's gonna drink it before he leaves, so he'll be ready for himself when he gets home. That's a fact. (laughs) 
tear my ass up. Anyway, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yo, come on, son. Uh, niggas about to niggas about to replace the lightning button with from the Maka. <laughs> and if you know, uh, you know. Oh boy. But uh, yeah, pour one out for my Brooklyn Nets. Uh, hard fought series. Jock Vaughn's a fraud. Um, I'll say that one more time. Jock Vaughn is a fraud. He stinks at his job. Um, Fair enough. Because that was coaching malpractice. What I saw in Not that malpractice, in that, John. That was coaching, I had coaching malpractice. malpractice all season. So I understand. <laughs> it was. I mean, good lord, guys. We all saw it. We've we've seen him in person. This kid, Cam Thomas, can score points in a variety of ways. Why is it that Cam Thomas got really only eleven minutes of actual game time in the series? We need the we need the um the meme with the handshake where it's like people who want Jalen Hardy to get more playing time, people who want Cam Thomas to get more playing time. Wait, is it the uh is it is it the meme with the is it the off no, it's the uh isn't it the um Uchiha and the um Oh what was what was the agreement they had? When they, they 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 came together, it was the Uchiha and what was the other uh, clan? Whatever the fucking uh, Miles, yeah. you remember the clan? Whatever the ha the Hashirama was. Ha yeah, I can't remember the name of it. But yeah, I was just thinking the fucking the black and the white arm where they like grab each other up. But no, nah, it's just yeah, no, nah, I, I just don't I didn't understand why Cam Thomas couldn't get minutes. They played Patty Mills in a game four. That's egregious. They play they kept playing Joe Harris. He only made one three. John, he shot under ten percent. In the series, I don't know who you're trying to convince. This is crazy. Miles, he shot under 10% in the series. Seth Curry is a fraud. I, I mean, listen, I, I I don't know what to tell you, man. Listen, you better get yourself some elite role players. I'll be telling y'all, get y'all some of them. Oh, I'm elite, have elite, role, elite role, players. role players. That's all we have. We have too many elite role players. The team is full of role players. I was also and very. Bridges. And Mikael Bridges, because Mikael Bridges has risen above role player status an at this point. Role player. No, he's, he is an elite number he, two. That is an, he is an all star. That's an all star. Nah, not an elite come number on, two, yo, but he's definitely come an all star. That's an all star caliber yo, guy. Come on, yo. He's, he's, a, he's a star. Nobody else there to lead the team. All right, but we're getting away from the point, though. Justin, continue speaking so about your boys. Dame, Dame was in attendance in uh, game three. He saw. Also, he was trying to get in the garden, but he couldn't get a ticket. Yeah, why y'all didn't get him a ticket? Why would get, he said because we not signing Dame. Dame, no Dame trying to fuck Dame with no y'all. He not trying to fuck with us. That so so he can't just come get a he, ticket. Damn. He is a fan. First and foremost, I will say this: as somebody that is worth however much he's worth, one of y'all can look it up. There's no way that he couldn't get a ticket. He probably couldn't get a ticket for free. That's that's probably what he means by he couldn't get a ticket. No, he probably couldn't get like something close to the court. He probably went to courtside, and they was like, "Oh yeah, we don't got nothing for you." Because most of those aren't sold, right? Because like, you know they gave it, they gave it to the tech. They gave it to the tech. Playoff pros. courtside tickets at Madison Square Garden is sold at a premium. I'm just saying, I could no, no, be no. wrong. A though. lot of the courtside tickets, like they have the, you, you're a normal person, you could buy courtside tickets, and they have an X amount of tickets that they give to famous people. Yeah, like so Pete, like the, like Pete Davidson. I know. Yeah, so, so Dan wasn't in Pete Davidson. So they Pete Davidson more important than Dame Lillard now? It's crazy. To the gem pop, low key he is. <laughs> oh man, but um, yeah, no. I also Embiid should have been kicked out. Embiid, first of all, yeah, let me that get, was egregious. Let me get some shit off about Joel Embiid. You know what's ironic? We well, you know what's ironic about Joel minutes. Embiid. That's fine. You know what's ironic about Joel Embiid? Philly sports, Philly in general, like their whole fan base, tough, gritty, et cetera, et cetera. 
Joel Embiid does not personify that at all. That is one of the biggest bitches in all of basketball, all of sports, honestly, because all he does, he I've never seen somebody that big, that strong, just be able to be thrown around the court so willy-nilly. All he does is flop like a Magikarp. That's all he all does. Right. Oh, he does. Joel, Joel Embiid, you splash. You, you're telling me that that 6'6", Royce O'Neal, who weighs 55 pounds less than Joel Embiid, is really tossing him to the ground like that? Come on. Come on. And the reason why his knee is probably banged up right now is because he's doing all this flipping and flopping. He heard it literally falling on top of Cam Johnson. But we want to we want to kick people in the nuts. For, like I don't understand how... You look at that as a ref and say, oh, yeah, no, no, because because the kick hit his inner thigh. My fault, instead of hitting the balls, it is inside. My fault, it missed what he was trying to hit. Like, excuse me, like, and which made the, 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 the James Harden one. I didn't. I personally didn't think James Harden did it purposely. I just thought that was regular basketball play. All right, maybe a, fla maybe a flagrant one. Mm. Uh, I just look like regular James Harden trying to use his off arm. Mm. But this guy, Joel Embiid, man, oh, my, I can't stand him. I honestly can't stand him. He stinks. Um, yeah, I think he, he he deserves his MVP, but he is such a like he's soft. He's soft. He is soft. He does not He's one of the most immovable objects in the league and doesn't act like it. Other than that, can we go back to the rest of the playoffs? Or you got you got closing remarks? Closing remarks okay. is uh, Vaughn a fraud. Mikhail Bridges is him. Spencer didn't what he please for the love of God learn how to throw a lob pass. My goodness, you stink. Um, everybody in this uh, on this team is expendable except for Mikhail. They'll they're gonna re-sign Cam Johnson. They should bring back Cam Thomas. Too bad he's being uh, you know he's not gonna get playtime because of politics. Shout out my boy Yuta Watanabe. Yuta Watanabe on my wrist. Got playing time. He should have. A lot of people that should have gotten playing time, but too bad Miles' candidate for head coach uh, failed us. Anyway, that's it for the Nets. Um, back listen, listen, listen. Your yep. candidate from the coach about to go coach your AAU team, bro. I don't know what the fuck. I, I don't know what he may about to do down there, but, you, you know, know, whatever know, it is, I, what it I is. Know, I know listen, JB deserves a shot. He deserved more of a chance than fucking Steve Nash did. What would Steve Nash have done in those situations? That's Probably a, the same thing. Probably Honestly, the it, same can't, thing. it can't get worse than getting swept twice in, the year, twice, twice in a row, so there you go. Probably the same thing. That's 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 Jock Vaughn's second sweep too, if we really if we really want to talk about it, Miles. We now, we're not gonna talk about the bubble, bro. We're not gonna who was who was on the Nets in the bubble? Exactly. Like real real shit. Our wasn't wait. Jamal Crawford with fucking right. with y'all? Wait, wasn't our was it our fiftieth episode or hundredth episode when we were here and we were watching the game when the Nets beat the Bucks? We had Justin yeah, Anderson, <laughs> Mavs legend. <laughs> but um. Yeah, nah. Uh, that's it for the Nets. Moving on to other series. Uh, um, Grizzlies. Uh, Grizzlies. Lakers. Went how I said it would. The Grizzlies are not them. Oh, uh, but I mean, I, but you couldn't expect Jaws. I mean, Jaw basically playing with a broken wrist. That's not fair. Even if Jaw played, you think if Jaw's healthy, it's still the same outcome. I mean, he that, that yes. man literally looked like he could not dribble a basketball in the first half of. Uh, was it game three? But then somehow but it ended he up with forty five. Yeah, exactly. like, so that's an excuse. I know it's yeah, still, it's not it's excuse, not bro. Excuse. Again, like we gotta I be consistent. If you play, like like the yeah. injury should go he out the window. The second that you play, he did. He, he did decided to grab rebounds, rebounds tonight and just ruin my parlay. Um, Who? Uh, ja. Uh, that's anyway, okay. Um, Nick's ruining my parlay right yeah, now too. It was so exactly okay. what I said. It were I said it about the Grizzlies aren't there. Um, the Grizzlies really are not them. They fucking they're front runners. They sit here. They talk shit when they're up. They're quiet when they down. Dylan Brooks will talk about I poke bears. This Wait, is what I, I do. I was gonna ask: Is it they or is it him? 
No, because they're not the only ones talking shit. Because I feel like, like, Guys like Desmond Bain, nope. Jaron Jackson, they don't be talking. That's not true. Do you not remember the, the clip Bain? of LeBron beefing with Desmond Bain? Wait, what was this? Are you kidding? Where he literally goes, "Yo, you're like, you're not gonna sit here and disrespect me, like I'm talking all this shit." Like I thought that I, I honestly thought that was thought a it regular was all, season clip. No, that I was Desmond was Bain. Dang, Desmond Bain just looked like he just be quiet as hell and just be his coming T-Rex in and doing arms. his job. But uh, right home. let me show you this. It right. is, it is funny though that this. Let's see. Oh, come on. That's not fair. No, LeBron no, no. chicken winged him. Uh, Bron initiated that. I'm not jacking it. You start making a couple shots, and then you start talking shit. That's what they always do. You know what's crazy is Desmond Bain has actually had a really good series. Yeah. Like, offensively, he's he's probably been, outside of Ja, he's been their second best Desmond player. Bain blames his teammates for not helping and guarding LeBron James. He's not wrong. Not wrong. But um, crazy thing about that is in overtime he goes left. He's and gets the end one. I mean, he's just he's just yeah. he's, he's he's LeBron James for yeah, a reason. And that's the thing you want to piss off playoff LeBron James when Anthony Davis is playing well. well I don't know why you thought that was a good decision. Eighties, well, eighties, play like. It's weird. He's like it's every other game he plays good. Game one he well, played I well. Mean, he's playing game. defense at a high level and he's grabbing a shit ton of rebounds. He is. So well, he, didn't, he didn't grab a shit. Goes. He did not grab a shit ton in uh, game four. I know. Cause okay, that's fair. He cooked. He cooked my parlay. <laughs> but um, but at the end of the day, like they're doing all the things right. Like they're it's just typical young boy shit. But I also just meant to, like without their big men, it changes things. Without Stephen Adams, yes. without Brandon Clark, it changes mm-hmm. a lot of things. But also they're just like. They're too immature of a team. They're way too immature of a team. They have good players. Like, I think they're coached well, but, like, they're not ready to take that next up. To me, they feel like a, like, if the Bulls, if the Bills talk shit, they'd be the Bills. Whereas one of those is they could really beat anyone if they're on, but, like, it's, it's one of those that, like, I just don't see them in these series winning and my my th- like barometer for it was like i've seen them lose games to the mavericks or they completely overmatch them and it's like they just can't consistently get into that other gear get into that other mode they need to and on top of that dylan brooks is overrated i think he's a great a great defender but like when he you know jaws out if he becomes the first option it's bad overrated in what sense i do we have him highly rated? I don't think in any regard. We don't. <laughs> we <laughs> don't. Does the public have him rated? I feel like everybody thinks this nigga's ass. I mean, uh, the Grizzlies <laughs> give him the fucking green light. Well, I, I, I mean, I don't know what the Grizzlies are doing, but like, I think every like, and I think everybody too, else. Matters, but the Grizzlies give him the motherfucking green light, and it is teams bad. want him to have the green light. He is I shooting. I think he's shooting under thirty five percent from the f- no, yeah, under I think under thirty eight percent from the field under. 25 percent from three. Did you see the shit talking like, about um how the, the Grizzlies tried to move on from him? 
I did not. I saw something uh, either today or yesterday where they were like, the Grizzlies tried to move on from him. Don't be surprised if Dylan Brooks' time well, in I, uh, Memphis is done. Too. I know they were the team that offered the four first-round picks for Mikael Bridges at the deadline, mm. and the Nets said no. So, I mean, but, I mean, can you imagine how much different this series is? You replace Dylan Brooks with Mikael Bridges in that lineup. I mean, it opens it up yeah. so much more offensively, and you probably— Get better defensively because Probably. you're not having absolutely get better because you're not having the guy that's doing the stupid fouls. You're not having a guy that's gonna give the other team bulletin board material, especially LeBron James mm-hmm. of all people. The irony of I poke bears and the Grizzlies are bears, but um, yeah, how'd that go? Yeah, and the fact that LeBron scores that left, you're like, oh yeah, I know he wants to go uh, right, so I gotta force him left. All right, he went left and he scored the end one on you in crunch time to to ice the game away. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, I called it before, like, in the beginning. I was like, we don't care. I don't really care about the series because the Lakers are going to win it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that should, you know, be wrapping up. Maybe it'll wrap up tonight. I think the—let uh, me see. What, what's the— uh, Nope. Lakers are down. Yeah, I, 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 I figured the Grizzlies would come back. I feel like it's hard to, for a team to put a— I feel like it's hard home. if you're up 3-1 to put that team away at on home, their— At home, especially when they're in the higher seed. Yes. Now, the game we are currently watching, different story. But, you know— other teams, it's not the case. Um, what else we got? What else were we going? To? Oh, Hawks, uh, Celtics. You know what? Surprisingly, turning out to be a, a legendary series. And honestly, like yeah. we gotta talk about Trey Young, man. Like for real, for real, the yeah. entire NBA voted this man as the most overrated player. And I think it's crazy. so crazy how that coincidentally came out the same day that he came through and game the Celtics the way that he did the I, other night. My I saw goodness. them vote Rudy Gobert that. I didn't realize. No, no, no. They, it was, they, they, they voted on a lot of guys, yeah, but yeah, in total, yeah. it was Trey Young. Trey Young had the highest amount of votes. Rudy Gobert is right there. That's crazy. The disrespect, how quickly they forget. Yeah, it's. Uh... Celtics just do this all the Like, why do they do this? They, they do this thing where you know they're the better team, and yet they play down and don't take shit seriously. They're not like that. And then Jason Tatum. Like, how many more times. How many times are you going to keep doing this, bro? How many times are you going to keep selling my parlays? How many parlays? times have I been telling you this? It's ridiculous. This. Jason Tatum is a great player. 19 points? 19 points. Jason. J- J- Jason. Was, how come did, on. How did Jalen Brown play that game? Yeah, like yeah, like 38, 39. He hmm. was Interesting. killing. Interesting. Huh? Interesting. I think the uh, game four was the first time that both J, which I was surprised at. It was the first time that both J scored 30. Y'all be seeming like I make same, shit, like I just be pulling shit out of thin air. About what? Like, what? the Celtics are a good team. JC is a great player. What did I say? When the shit really comes out of crunch time, Jalen Brown be coming through a lot more. You do. Wait, we ha- have we gone against this before? It's just always met with questions. But, and, and it's also a royal y'all. But, like, at the end of the day, like, it's one of those <laughs> Again. that the Hawks can really fuck around and win. They can and they won't for no them one. to do it without De- DeJounte Murray on the road also I mean but then you also have to look at the, the factors as well right John Collins had the one Hawks of his, have a great roster bro they do John they Collins also a- had the, one of the game one of his best playoff games because he had been doing nothing the entire series then he comes out 20 plus points uh, I think he had like three or four threes like he had himself a game I also thought the Celtics one they did sell down the stretch but two didn't, did everybody and their mom not know that Trey was going to try and come down and shoot that 30-footer? So why wouldn't you try and blitz him 
when he comes over half court, make literally anybody else beat you. Makes I just a saw you know who was guarding him, though? It's so Jim. funny that John told you about saw that. Did you, you, know, see you know who was guarding him? JB. Yeah. And he, he gave fried him, him. He gave Step him back. so much room. I don't know why he gave him so much room. John Howell actually quoted this tweet where someone said, why did Jalen Brown let Trey Young just walk into a three? And he was like, because who's expecting someone to shoot a 30-footer when they're only down one? Sir, have you not, I was like, sir, have you never met Trey Young? <laughs> That's literally what he does. This was very much like, this was the Paul George. It's a bad shot. Pretty much. It's a bad shot. Pretty much. There are, there's literally, I think, three people that will do that in the league. Yes. Trey Young, Steph Curry, Dave Lillard. Lillard. That's, That's it. it. <laughs> you know he wants that shot. A Dame, a Dame or Trey 30-footer is better than a lot of guys. 15 footers mm -hmm. like it is what it is it is what it is but i picked I, it a six and a half i should have did that fucking eight I'm, and a half i'm telling you i'm telling you man but uh look at that with that i think uh we're warriors done with that kings. Series. Yeah, warriors, warriors Ki kings is again a great series um you know the kings i told y'all warriors kings <laughs> Uh oh. Kings. Uh oh. We was kings. Uh oh. Speaking it's, of we was kings. It's triple digits you, on the you screen. You kicking a white man out? Uh oh. <laughs> Sorry, Maddie. Reparations. I love you. I Reparations love you. time. But it's, but it's game time now. It's game time now. <laughs> Guys, he's back. Love is love. He's back in the studio. Uh oh. Yeah. 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 So I just want to let y'all know. It's been a long time. It's been a long time. The last time. The Knicks was in a competitive series like this, man. Paul George was on the paces. That was a long time ago. I was a junior high school. I ain't gonna hold you. Um, Billy King was still a part of the Nets. Who? <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm gonna just kick it straight to y'all like this, man. Raymond Felton was a Nick. You mean? Carmelo Anthony, he was a Nick. J.R. Smith, he was a Nick. But we back! We back! To the Eastern Conference semifinals! Kurt Thomas race here is crazy. Come on, man! <laughs> we here, and we live, and I'm telling y'all right now, we just beat the Cavs. Y'all thought the... I, I was on here weeks ago! Weeks ago, and I said, yo, we still won in Cleveland! What's gonna happen? Knicks in five. Mm. Knicks in five. Mm. Knicks in five. I told y'all. I told y'all. It's been 10 years. Do you remember where you was 10 years ago? 10 years. This is the second time that I can remember that the Knicks have won a playoff series. This is amazing. I feel good. I'm here, I'm active, I'm outside, and Julius Riddle only had 13 points. He's gonna get better because of his his injury. I'm praying for him. But man, I I I got a, I got a lot to say, man. I got a lot to say. Like all offseason, all Knicks fans, we wanted, we glamoured over Donovan Mitchell. We wanted Donovan Mitchell. That was our guy. And we settled for Jalen Brunson. Uh-oh. Jalen Brunson has been one of the best free agent signings in the past five years. And I think just the Knicks winning a playoff series going just this year, that proves that. Jalen Brunson outplayed Donovan Mitchell in the he playoffs last year. He did the entire series. He outplayed him last year. Yes. Mm. 
And John is a Mavs fan, so he can attest to that. He's watched Jalen Brunson more than I've watched Jalen Brunson. I knew how good he was. How come I had to get the shitty Mavs guard? This bullshit, John. Because he was a shitty Nets guard first. (laughs) (laughs) This is amazing. This is amazing. But he didn't hire his father. But. Unlike a lot of Knicks fans, unlike unlike a lot of new, native New York fans, I went into this series thinking that we could win. Now, the path is there. I'm not going to say that the path is eminent, but the path is there. The path is there. Regardless of what happens with the Bucks and Heat series, what it's looking like right now, Heat is up 3-1. We're probably going to end up playing the Heat. That's my prediction. I think we're going to end up playing the Heat. Now, the Heat are a, a, a great team, and I think because of how Jimmy has played and the 56-point performance that he just gave up. Like, it was amazing. But the path is there. The Heat, we've had we've had their number all season. The Bucks, I ain't gonna lie, I told, and I told y'all this too. The only team in the East that I feared was Milwaukee. And it looked like they're about to get eliminated. I don't fear Boston. I don't feel I don't fear Philly. And the Heat, it's possible. It's possible. Tyler Harrell's not playing. We'll see what's good, but wow, I'm I, I'm I'm jubilant right now. I'm happy. I'm happy. The Knicks are the Knicks are here. New York is back. And I love to see it. No, yes, the Knicks get swept in the conference on my final round. <laughs> Donovan Mitchell Anyways, went back to Westchester and is coaching at his local YMCA. I'll be back in two seconds. I'm just grabbing my cup. I think we'll make this better. I'm just gonna uh, like should should I just face Tom Keys? Should I face Tom Keys? Is he gonna answer? He's good. He's absolutely gonna answer. He's not doing anything. He's just with his he daughter. Probably, he's not doing anything. He's just with his daughter. I mean, it's Mac. That's my niece. You know what I mean like it's all it's all it's all good, man. Like I, I and I, you know, we here. We here. This doesn't happen often. This is the you, first you time in ten years. Tell, you probably, yeah, probably on Seventh Ave right now. Yo, bro. Yo, <laughs> yo, we, yo, yo, we live in the studio, man. Yo, yo, talk to the people. I want you to tell, tell. How, how are you feeling right now, bro? As a, as a native Knicks fan, you been here. You been here with me, bro. It's been me, and you. This, this whole time, talk to us, bro. I'm feeling great, man. Hey, I want to know what game we going to. Yo, <laughs> that's right. Game one versus Miami. Yeah, yeah. Game one versus Miami for sure. Hey, shout out to my nigga Frank Nilakina, man. <laughs> yeah, baby. Frank Nigalina. <laughs> yo, yo, we here, bro. We here. Niggas is happy, son. I'm on the verge of t- yo. This is a, this is amazing. It's an it's an amazing feeling, bro. What you, yo, bro? What what's I I told niggas about the path, bro. You yo conference finals. What you think? Conference finals, baby. Yo, hey, whoever whoever we get, we winning in six. Bucks and Heat. Nixon six, baby. Nixon six. Nixon six. You heard it here first. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, you heard it. You heard it here first. Nixon six, it don't matter. We on Seventh Avenue regardless, man. It's all yes, good, sir, bro. Yo, word to word to Keith. Yo, word to Keith, word to the Knicks, word to my niece, word to all of that, bro. Keith, love is love, my boy. Damn. Um, if you guys didn't know, Miles and Keith were actually in one of the recent uh, Let's Go Knicks videos. That was, was that was cool. <laughs> that was cool. That, that was, was cool. cool. It's crazy because I saw the video and I didn't like. I, I didn't know that. Like I just saw it and yeah. I was just like, wait a second, that's me and Keith <laughs> in the first ten seconds. Was it the uh, what is it? What's the Leonardo DiCaprio meme? Yeah. <laughs> oh, there I go. Yeah, there, I go. <laughs> there I go. But um, yeah. I mean, the the Knicks got a real shot. Um, you know, I'm I'm still expecting the Heat to come out of it at this point. Um, I mean, we'll we'll know more so what's it going to be at the end of tonight as this game's that game's about to get started. But um, I don't really want to talk too much about the 
you know the other series until more things are settled but the rest of the series ongoing um warriors kings has been good I, again I, I don't see why people like completely sleep on the kings but another series marred my injury now De, um De'Aaron has a broken hand on a shooting hand you oh, know he has a broken finger on his shooting hand john oh, you they can't just have a broken hand. hand you can't have a hand on a hand anyway you said he has a broken hand on his hand and it's you got it you got a broken finger all right anyway um it's a shooting hand um so that really can potentially alter the series because he left and you know they're up through one but with the heat i mean with the bucks looking like they're about to go down this is the most wide open the nba has been yes it's amazing long is this not what everybody wanted parody right yo jj redding Mm -hmm. That's a great. That was a great fucking tweet that he had early uh, earlier today because he was basically like, "Oh, people was complaining that it was Cavs Warriors every year. Now somebody was complaining that oh, the the top seeds in the yep. in the mm-hmm. East and West wasn't fucking with it. Like, yep. yo, this is what we want. This is sports. Like, nobody's yo, ever satisfied. No, nobody's ever satisfied. Neither yeah, conference is top. Yeah, neither yeah. conference is top heavy. It's very much like it almost feels NFL esque. And like any team could win it for real. Um, you know, because even the one seed in the West, people don't really fuck with, even though Jokic is Jokic and them boys are playing at a very high level and have been all season, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and if the one seed goes down in the East, y'all know how I feel about the Celtics. If the Hawks come out, the Hawks are a very beatable team as well. Yep. Um, anything can really happen. And it's that crazy about how it is right now yeah, in the is, NBA, because that's not amazing. something that you see here. It's incredible. Um, it's incredible. I mean, the, the Kings almost won that last game, came back and won that last game too. Yes. I know Malik Monk was upset. My son Harrison got that shot. Um, Damn. The well, irony of him missing a clutch time three yeah. in the Warriors home arena. Wow. Yeah. But wow. um, what, what, Steph what pulling a uh, Chris um, Webber. Oh, that Lakers, Lakers, yeah, you don't call out when you ain't had no yet. Uh, Clippers, Phoenix wrapped up. Um, Shout out that the greatest Mexican basketball player to ever live, <laughs> Devin Booker, out here giving niggas like I'm pretty sure. Yeah, Ruben I think Tomas. Ruben Tomas. That's crazy. Is the, is the greatest Mexican basketball player to ever live. Oh, you're right. My fault. Let yeah, me put some, put some respect, respect on Ruben's name. name. Let me put some respect on him. From one Hooper to another. That's it. You know. Speaking of which, I don't know if y'all niggas saw my Instagram, but you know. The kid got a shot. I'm how could we not? How could we have not seen? I'm sure JC never posts on Instagram. And he's like, y'all, y'all. He mentioned his Instagram twice this episode. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, yeah. Free <laughs> advertisement. Yeah, we don't do that here. <laughs> we don't. We don't do that. Nah, but um, nah. This nigga, yo, this nigga D book, <laughs> killing, killing. It's amazing what happens when you actually get you know good teammates around you. Yeah. But you know, what the, you, you know about? what the best they had a good team. Right. What. And when the best the defender on the team, and nah. when the best defender on the other team Nicky is guarding Mouse. KD, yes, yeah, yes, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, it, hel- it yeah. helps when yeah. it helps when you have people that can help help space the floor for you. Sure, it does. Yeah, space the floor. You guys are making it seem like the Suns have had bad rosters. I've never. I not have... you. Not you. Not you. You're cool. trying to make it seem like the Suns have had bad. Historically, rosters. The, historically, Booker has had bad rosters with that Suns team. No, no, he three... had. No, no, no. Not the past since couple Chris years. Chris Paul has come to the oh, team. Not, they've not, had bad not rosters since Chris Paul has gotten there. Not since Chris Paul. I'm saying so when they became contenders. They've had bad rosters. They've had okay rosters. Anyway, um, okay rosters. they wrapped up that series. It's really just a shame about that's another series marred by injury. Um, you Has know, he had was, anybody else on the team that could score to a level similar to his? Mikael Bridges did it last year when them Stop boys floundered. It. Stop it. When them boys floundered. Stop it. Against the Mavericks. Stop it. Anyway. Stop um, it. You know, it's a shame what's going on with Kawhi. 
Um, Torn meniscus. Yeah, yeah man. And every time. Every he time he gets played really well. Every time he get hurt, it's always a season of injury. It's never like nothing like day to day. It's always something drastic. That's mm-hmm. why when it was the knee, when I saw a knee sprain, I'm like, oh, it's not just a knee sprain. It can't just be a knee sprain For because Kawhi don't miss. He, he would be playing in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And then you'd find out torn meniscus, which is crazy that you always find out at the end of series. They would have yeah, because they thing. don't want to. They don't want to release it because they want you to game plan for Kawhi. Yeah, but damn, he was put. He was giving him. The he was frying buckets. Oh. He was also frying. shout out, shout out Russ, mm-hmm. shout out Russ, yeah. man. He real shit. No, he real kept shit. these real niggas shit. in this series, man. Real I, shit. Once Kawhi went down, I'm like, oh shit, they're about to get blown out every single game. Nope. Nah, but they kept it close every time. Every and time. They act, and and I, and I will say, game five that was in uh, the, the the elimination game that the it was that, in Phoenix. Yeah, yeah, it was in, it was in Phoenix. The Clippers did everything that they could. Shout out Norman Powell. He did everything that he could to keep them guys in Batum the game. was out here Batum raining was out. threes. Yeah, like, it, it was bad. Because it was down 26. It was down, like, 20-plus points. And they tied. They down they, a lot. They was down a lot, and they came back. And they just, you know. No, it wasn't 26. It was 20-something, bro. I think it might have. I think it the was biggest might have been, something. like, 20, 22. Are you sure you're not thinking of the amount of points Devin Booker scored in the third quarter? No. I'm talking about how much that the Sun that the Suns were up by. The Suns were up by something crazy. It, it was a lot. I know they were up, like, 18 with, like, More, seven minutes left. They was up so much to the point where the other team got no superstars. You should just, y'all, y'all should just finish the game. Like, it, it, mm. it wasn't, almost, it was a almost, lot. They almost pulled the Bucks. Yeah, they almost pulled the bucks. They almost did, but well, with no Jimmy. Yeah, but um, they really just be using this nigga as a decoy. That's hilarious. <laughs> like yeah. they, somebody did a breakdown of like the possessions during the eighteen to two run that the Clippers had. It was Katie stands in the corner. Katie spaced out thirty feet. Katie spaced out thirty feet. Katie in a pick and roll. I think one Katie bucket. Katie in the corner. Like it's crazy. But look gravity. how the gravity. Kind of crazy how his gravity is only relevant here, but not when he played for a certain team in Golden State. But, you know, is what it is. I mean, he was also next to someone else with a lot of gravity. It's true. Multiple people can have gravities. I, I know that. I, I think people should, some Warrior fans should admit that. That, that is fair. That, that you know, he also had gravity. Mm-hmm. That helps. Are Steph. you thinking of one Warrior fan in particular when no, you say I- this? No, because James James always gave I was, credit. Yeah, I was oh, okay. yeah, James James always gave. First of all, James didn't even respond. Yeah, we to haven't had a there. James Holmes shout out in a minute. Yeah. Shout out James Holmes. Shout out James Holmes. Shout out James Holmes. Guy Yo. that guy that looks like uh, Jimmy Butler sounds like Kendrick Lamar. He's not like Jimmy this is Butler. what I will take to the grave. He's not like Jimmy Butler. Sorry, he looks like Kendrick Lamar. He reminds me of Jimmy Butler for some reason. That's this weird. is what I will take to the grave. This is I've said these things to him too, so it's not even like I'm slandering. No, no, that's fine. It's, <laughs> I just don't agree with either of those statements. Um, but and the other series that wrapped up, uh, Denver, Minnesota. Shout out to Ant, Ant Man, Ant Mike, Mike Conley. Yeah, I, those yeah, are two Ant, dudes that I really Ant, f- honestly I fuck with a lot of people in the Timberwolves yeah. roster. There's Kyle, two people I really don't fuck Kyle with. Kyle Anderson's going to China now, so there's that. Actually, yeah, there was a report that said he at after the season he's going to go play for the Chinese uh, national team. Oh, well, Kyle Anderson, yeah, I saw that. Yeah. Cause, it, cause, yo, <laughs> you gonna laugh at this, yo? So his um his grandmother is Chinese Jamaican, so he's technically he's one eighth. <laughs> he's one eighth Chinese. That's and the crazy. only way. So I was I I read up on this actually. I'm I'm very proud of myself. So <laughs> what basically they were saying is in order to become a national uh, a Chinese. So in order to become a Chinese citizen, mm-hmm. right? You, one, you have to have bloodline. If you don't have bloodline, there's no way you can naturalize yourself. Yeah. Right. So he has a, he has a bloodline, but you also have to relinquish any other uh, any other citizenship you have. 
So uh, Kyle Anderson, he's obviously from Jersey. So Damn, he has he's to relinquish in the next world war. He has to relinquish his United States citizenship in order for him to play for the Chinese national team. So basically, it's Ni Hao. <laughs> he's going to be playing for the Guangdong uh, Dragons now? What the fuck Listen, is going on? I mean, he's not I, leaving the NBA. He's he not leaving the NBA, but, but that's wild. Based off of. He's not from oh, Jersey? He's not from Jersey no more? But based off of <laughs> how he's moving, it looks like he's about to, you know. You know the, the, he's going to defect. Right. Oh my God. That's what I'm right. saying. He's about to get drafted in the next world war. Nah, I'm telling you, this is a. He, if China starts a war with France, we're gonna know what caused it. <laughs> gonna know what sparked it. Oh it was a, it was an interaction on the bench, but you know I honestly Timberwolves got some decent pieces over there. I like Nikhil uh, Nikhil uh, Alexander. Mm -hmm. I Nas like Reed's a good player. Nas solid. Uh, of course McDaniel's. Mm -hmm. You know it's a damn shame that he wanted to throw a hissy fit and punch. You know pulling Amari Sotomayor, mm -hmm. but. Uh, I mean, lockdown defender. Got a lot of great pieces. Just their two are supposed to be two of the most important pieces, ain't it? I'm not gonna lie. I mean, I would don't have. I have no need to lie. But at least from my point of view, I thought Gobert played better than Cat this mm. series. Cat not showing up in the playoffs. Series. Oh, oh, big surprise. That's crazy. You got mm. that cat in him. Damn. That cat. Damn. But giving up all those. Uh, all those picks just to get bounced in the first round. Mm -hmm. And just you know to, what? Just to get Rudy Gobert. And honestly, even if they were healthy with Naj Reed and McDaniels, they I still think they'll lose. Yeah. I, still I still think, think they would have lost. Sweep, honestly. Yeah. Um, maybe you push it to six. Maybe. maybe but you weren't going to get past Nuggets. Nuggets are on one. Even honestly. though I still think Nuggets are a Purdue type level one seed. And I think that I think That's the Suns. I don't think so. I think because, the Suns, is it because if I don't think so. If the Suns don't bullshit, which they no, I think we're they doing know. a lot. The, they, Suns, they, the Suns' depth is very. The Suns' depth is very is very mm -hmm. skeptical. Like you're gonna need KD and you're gonna need Booker to score a significant amount all every the time. Night. Like yep. like a ridiculous like at a ridiculous amount because it took all of that. Like Devin Booker had how many points the other night and they still almost lost. That's it they, right there. They, they still they still almost lost. And mind you, on top of that, KD had a quiet 31 on top of that. The two wait, which, of them, wait, which game are you talking about? The, game, the five? Eliminate, game five. Game five? Okay. Game the five. two of them can average 30 relatively easily. Yes. Mm. That is not enough to beat the Suns. It's not. I mean, the, 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 um, the, nuggets. the Nuggets. That is it's not, not enough to beat it's the not, Nuggets. It's not. It's not. And also, you got to think, yo, they don't have, unless you're going to put KD on Jokic, which, okay, fine. If y'all do that, then that's one thing. But Jokic is gonna have his way with whoever he the fuck the is in front of him. He the barbecue chicken, Aiton, and whoever else. It doesn't is matter there, who's in front of yeah, him. Would, There's nobody that's significant enough. Jamal that's Murray's found himself. Yes, exactly. You know, the Aaron Gordon's been, been playing great. well. He's been playing great all season, but he's playing well. Michael mm -hmm. Porter Jr. is a ridiculous X factor. Right. They have depth. Like it, they're they're not gonna be a cakewalk. If we want to talk about a Purdue level team, sure. Right. But like they're. I, they should be in the conference finals. Right. They the, should be in the conference finals. And the period. other thing about the Nuggets is that the part of the reasons why the Nuggets have underachieved all like the past couple of seasons is because they haven't had Jamal Murray. Jamal Murray is back. Mm -hmm. These guys are under a lot of pressure. Mm -hmm. They're under a lot of pressure. Jokic is coming off of back-to-back -back MVPs, potentially a third one. Mike Malone, he was coach of the year a couple years ago. These guys are, like, it's either you win now or... What what what? More I would say this. What, I would say the pressure is also. Do? I say the pressure the is similar pressure to the Suns. Getting I mean, worse. Yes, I, I, because you I you went out and you got. I agree with that. You got I, KD. Yeah. You have to make it. It's almost like the Aaron Rodgers thing. Yes. You have to make this. You have to at least get to the finals. Yep. Like you like you bring in KD. You give away Mikael Bridges. All those picks. It's almost like whatever. When KD went to the Nets. Yeah, but hey. Yeah. No, they they have to. But I am not confident in their ability. 
ability to do it this year. If you ask me, if I had to bet on the Suns, if I had to bet on the Nuggets, my money is on Denver. And th- th- that next series, I think Denver's gonna win. I, I just think offensively they'll just out they'll just out shoot him, mm-hmm. which is what they should be doing to every team. I think these. I don't know. For me personally, I think the the series was close. I do think they didn't take them the the Clippers as seriously as they should, especially when Kawhi went down. Because even game two, right? They blew out the, they blew out the Clippers. Kawhi still had a great game. Yeah. They blew him out, right? But after that, it was all right. Russ has a great game. You have some uncharacteristically great three point shooting from the Clipper for some of the Clipper role people. Game five. I mean, they just—they literally took their foot off the pedal. Like, like you said, like you're up 20 plus points in the fourth. Like that, the game should have been over. They should have had their entire bench in. They bullshit, let them stay in the game, et cetera, et cetera. I think it's a case of they—they they almost get complacent to the point. Where it's like, oh, we have two elite tier scores. We could just let teams hang around because we know we can outshoot them. Uh, where it's like, all right, if they take it seriously, I really do think that they just have too much offensive firepower for the Nuggets, who at times we saw in that Timberwolves series struggle to maintain offense you know in the half court especially in the non-joker minutes mm-hmm. because the suns can um what do you call it they can split the time or stat they can stagger katie and and book yep you always have an elite score on the on the floor yep if Jokic is off the floor and it's just jamal murray i'm okay with sticking a tory craig or a josh akogi on him mm-hmm. you know or in that same respect and uh what do you call it Michael Porter Jr. Right, I, hey, you gotta let him hey, be too. because I'm I'll tell not, you what, I'll, I'll be okay I, if you're just gonna let if you're gonna let like Jeff Green or Aaron Gordon try and beat you from the perimeter. Fine, I, that's okay. I tell you what, the X factor for Denver, and I'm glad you said it. MPJ, bro, MPJ have a series. He he had he has to. He's just, it's he gonna, has it's, to. I don't think he has to for them to win. Honestly, I don't. He can't be a no show, but he could he could play like normal. I mean, he could have a regular game. And I just think the way the rest of the team is playing. Now, when you say regular, what is regular? That's, like, is regular like 15 Whatever to he averages. Like you, like his season like, average? I yeah. think he averaged more than 15. I whatever think. he averages is a regular game. That's mm-hmm. your normal. That is what regular is to you. I think he can just not be a detractor, and they can still win this series. I think, and, and the reason why I say that is I think it will honestly take less effort from the Nuggets to win the series than it would for the Suns. I think the Suns need to put that effort forward. They, like I said, like we said before, like they can't just, KD and Booker can't just have 30. Like they need to do more. Chris Paul needs to score because when Chris Paul scores, they win, but he needs to score. Like they have to get more out of it. And then at the the end of the day, like we're saying, like the Nuggets got a lot of offensive weapons. They're well coached. Like they, I'm not going to say they need to put forward a regular effort to win, but we know people like Jokic, people like Jamal aren't going to put forward a regular effort. So as much as Michael Porter is the X factor, as he is all the time, like if he plays well, they will win, period. But if he plays average, I think they'll still win. I don't think it will be as certain as if he plays well. Average 17.4 in the regular season. He averaged 16.4 last series because that he was doing that in the regular season and jamal murray didn't have a as spectacular regular season right mm. so jamal murray is playing very well and then you add that with whatever regular michael porter is and then if you get more than regular you're golden that right, should be good uh i still think i still think suns in five this is what i'm this is my my prediction suns in five this is my prediction Oof. this will be my prediction but I'm interested to see. I think these first two games are going to be very telling as to what type of series we're going to get. 
Like, if the Nuggets come out and just take for the first two games, they're like, all right, yeah, Nuggets probably going to win the series. But I don't know if the Nuggets can go into Phoenix and win like that. Mm. Um, so, other than that, listen, <sighs> yo, for anybody that's hating on the Knicks, if you don't know who Chris Duhon is, I'm mm. not entertaining any arguments. Crazy. And I swear to God, you really had to have been there in that era to really know. That's a fact. This is I. I love the fact that I know so much about Knicks basketball that I can always talk with Knicks fans. <laughs> I'm on here like, yo, I don't even talk to Knicks fans that don't even know who Latrell Sprewell is. Ta. I right. won't. I, I won't give him the time of day. What do you mean you don't know who Allen Houston is? You, you wasn't there when Marcus Camby was out here dragging uh, Van Gundy by his ankles. Come on now. What a time. <laughs> what a time. Why don't we get that again in the NBA? <laughs> we know why. Who, who, all right, if you had to pick one coach who would be seen getting dragged on the floor like that, who would it be? Not who you want, but who do you think it would who happen think it to? Who would be? Yeah. Budenholzer wouldn't get <laughs> No, he wouldn't get in. Gotta, gotta no, listen. <laughs> Physically, from a stature standpoint, yeah, but he wouldn't get in there with the players. He would not. At least Jeff Van Gundy got in there with the players. <laughs> Spolstra would get in there with the players, but I think the players respect him too much. Mm. Um, I gotta look at I gotta look at a list of teams so I can start thinking of head coaches. <laughs> I don't That's think it wouldn't question. be Chauncey Billups. He's too no, big. It for wouldn't that. be any ex. No, player. no ex NBA player. Okay, no, no. they okay. wouldn't let that shit happen. Uh, Rick Carlisle's too old. Yeah, he he would he'd be like twelve hundred feet away from that. What is not a lot of ex NBA players or NBA like player Jace because you also got the guys that have played that mm. played in college. What about the guy from uh, OKC, D- Denault? Denault was that his name? No, um... honestly, I can see it happening to Billy Donovan. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but like I could just see it happening to Billy Donovan. If you told me that happened to Billy Donovan, you in his past, I would not yeah. be surprised. No, would not. Yeah. So real, <laughs> whoever the Nets next coach is, <laughs> real quick, awesome, awesome, like sidebar shit. This is like completely irrelevant. Yo, I'm I know a lot of Lakers fans. Unfortunately, I can't stand the fucking Lakers. But why every time the Lakers is getting clapped, like yo, it's just every group chat is silent. And for what that got Lakers fans in it, like they just be not talking. I feel like that's a lot of group chats for their sports. Teams. Nah, I'd be talking regardless. Like it, it, like even if we got smoke tonight, like the Grizzlies. Yeah, well, true. You stand on business. Stand on business. <laughs> it's a good night, man. It really is a good night. I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm just overjoyed. You know what? I'm happy for you. Thank you, Justin. I'm happy for, just you. Thank like you. you're the only Knicks fan. I'm happy for. Why just me though? Because fuck the Knicks fans. That's why. You're not a bad, Knicks, not a bad Knicks fan. Yeah. But why? Like yo, I listen. Be- because I, you don't go around pretending like irrelevant shit matters. Like you won't ever come and and pretend like attendance or ticket sales or the price of tickets actually matters nah, it doesn't matter. when it comes no, 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 to basketball. No, that matters. I mean, listen, in terms of a franchise point of view, it does matter because it's like, if you were OKC fan, you like, oh, you a Knicks fan? Ha <laughs> y'all bum ass niggas. It's like, bro, you're an OKC fan. Like, what have y'all ever done? But at the same time, it's like, you know, there's not really much to brag about. But, you know, us just winning a playoff series, it's like, yo, at least I have to hang my head on that. Like, a couple years ago, we got smoked by the by the Hawks. It's like, bro, we had this good ass record, all for us to lose in five. It was a uh, you kind of caught me off guard when you said this is only the second playoff series you've seen in your life. Second playoff series that we've won. Twenty thirteen was the last one that we won, bro. We won against Boston, and before that, it was 
99 against that, that, I, that I remember. That you remember? Because before that, it was the, the Hubie Brown years. It was the Isaiah Thomas years. It was Oof, the... Some lean years. Thomas years yeah, rough. bro. It was it was not really good. Because you got to think, bro, I was born in 96. Born in 96, like, 2013, I'm 17. Like, that's, like, the prime of that. And that's not the prime of my fandom, but that's, like, really the beginning of my fandom. Like, the me- like those mellow years. Those mm-hmm. were, like, the foundational Knicks fan years. And for all that we gave up for Carmelo, for that to be the only playoff series that we won, yeah, crazy. It's crazy. So... It's crazy. I will rejoice today. And can't nobody take away my happiness. Nobody. Look at that. Speak your truth. That's it. That's it. Ladies be warned, the deacon is on demon time. The deacon is on demon time. And I had some mama wanna earlier, so yeah. I think on that note, that might be it for sports, right? Yeah. That might be it for sports. Uh shout out the New York hockey teams. Uh I know it's two two Rangers. Uh Islanders have not played well. I, I are they even I think they just got eliminated. That's too. what I'm saying. Yeah. So not both of them. And you, and you just got the two other New York area teams, Rangers and uh, Devils. So they're playing each other, so you got to pick one. Uh, I picked the Rangers. There you go. I picked the Rangers. Pick the right team. It's kind of crazy though. Can you imagine that? Like two teams at MSG making deep playoff runs. Real. That's so. That's why it was like the Islanders really shit the bed. Because if they won, they would have played the Rangers, and New York would have been on fire, bro. Bruh. You get Islanders, Rangers, and the Knicks are playing well, Bruh. Yeah. So now that we've wrapped up sports, it is time for our anime segment. Um, no ABC this week, just for the time crunch going on with the Nick game and whatnot. So we are just doing Weeb Weekly, where if you did not know, we are watching Hell's Paradise, an ongoing anime, um, which has been getting a lot of good buzz. So we did episodes three and four to fully catch up so we can continue with our regularly scheduled programming starting next week. And uh, yeah, man, I, I feel like we are all kind of like completely encaptured in these episodes. Like there was definitely times where like, I know I felt it. Where I was like, I am fucking in this shit right now. Um, I know Matt had it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like we were, we were very engulfed um, in these episodes. So like, episode three was good. Um, it was, you know, we get, we learned a little bit more about what's going on, on the island. We get to learn. We we learned about how the um, the Asaimon all have rankings, and Sis is the lowest ranking one. Um, we get to see the two of them fight in the whole Gabimaru the Hollow thing. That was really in there of him sort of accepting his emotions and the two of them getting to some level of trust. Um, and then episode two was like a lot of big fight scenes, learning more about the island and what's going on and introducing some more characters, some more of the Asaimon, some actually getting to see some more of the um, the criminals and getting little backstory on uh, one of them. Well, two of them on uh, episode uh, four. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So... Thoughts? How are we feeling, guys? Feeling good. Feel it, you know what? I know we talked about this in the uh, when we were watching it, but it's almost like they took some like different parts of different anime and put it in this show, but not too much where it's like, all right, they just totally ripped off of this show. But it's just enough where it's like, you know what? I kind of like what they did there. They took a little bit, you know, a little pinch, a little garlic powder here, some onion powder there, some paprika, some sazon. <laughs> and they just put it together and it's like, yo, like this is a very entertaining anime. I do like how we get more interaction between uh Sigiri and the other assignment. Um you can tell that there's different types that respect her or to the point where they or they don't disrespect her. Like like we saw in ep- in episode four, you see a Simon a Simon that 
you know, treat her like a normal person. Whereas in episode three, where she comes across one where it's like, yo, like, you're really kind of not cut out for this. You don't got that dog in you. Like, I don't know really. Like, he tried to punk her in front of her. Who treated her as a normal person? I thought, I mean, I thought. Patch was a dickhead. No, Four Eyes. Four Eyes really didn't say anything bad about her. He was just, he was just talking regularly to her. Yeah, but that was in episode four. That's what, no, that's oh, what no, I said. Both, both of them were treating her normal. It was just the yeah, fucking that, yeah, so I, the dude that's what I said. who was like, well, my guy got killed. I'm going home. Like, <laughs> But before he left, he made the point to be like, yeah, she sucks. And she's low in the totem pole. And I was like, damn, that's kind of... um." That's, he dropped he, some bars, though. He did drop some bars. He did drop some bars. So it's kind of like, yeah, you take the good with the bad with that one. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, I think it was... They did a good job of kind of like the world building. Like kind of really showing like, all right, like... There's some shit happening in this island. It's not, it gives me big uh, Land of the Lost mm-hmm. type vibes where it's like, yo, like we're seeing creatures that we never seen before. Um, you, know, you got, you got uh, wasp with human heads. You got uh, caterpillars with, with, with uh, their teeth or f- human fingers. You got fish monster heads. You got people with uh, feet. The, yeah, the things coming out of their the eyes. Taoist and Buddhist yeah. um, origins. Um, yeah, I mean, like... CJT, but I, I don't know how you can say that. You you don't think it's direct, like, stealing from other animes when it's like, bro, like, these is literally the curses from JJK. Like, come on now. Well, I mean, because I don't, think look that, I don't think it's weird. stealing from other animes because yeah. the things from JJK were inspired by actual things, like actual history. So my, I think it's my man, like, my man's giving Marvel is fucking Kakashi Jr. with the fucking shiesty <laughs> over his face, the white hair. He start getting strapped the second that you you mean like you see both of his eyes. I don't know, man, just both of his eyes. I mean, it's definitely an interesting like point of view, like how they they they're incorporating other animes. But since I watched all four episodes today, y'all covered the last two last week. It's definitely a little it's definitely a little interesting, like in how they are doing the world building. I I agree with you, Justin, because. Like even when like um the 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 girl with the sword, John, remind me what her name is. Sagiri. Uh, right. So girl with the sword, basically, like when they're going through it in the beginning and they're talking about like the like home uh giving Marvel's backstory and shit. Like I thought that they played that off perfectly well and then introducing her as like the assassin and shit. But get into these episodes, nah, this shit this, this shit is active. Like I, I'm I'm pretty much locked in. Yeah, I mean I really like um you know the. First, the entire interaction with the other Simon, where he basically like puts how shit is, and then just goes, "Yeah, the reason why you're at the lowest is because you're too honest." And when he drops that line about rules being illusions, like that shit was so fire. And he's absolutely right. Like, yeah, that shit only works if you think everyone else does it, and that's real shit. Um, but like, that was the shift to where we go. Oh, okay, we're really starting to get into the show now. Like, it's not just about the two of them, like going into the other gen- general plot and then introducing the other characters where they go. Yeah, I don't understand. As soon as we got off this island, there was a shift. And there's another big shift that's about to take place. Where it's like, everyone's plotting, everyone's doing these things. And then, you know, they show, like, what's going on in a large group of um, the other assignment with their criminals, right? They show, like, they have the courtesan, like, looking like she she creeping on things. They have the people forming um, alliances. They have everything else. And then we see, like, you know, going into the fourth episode, like, things weren't exactly how we thought it would be, Right that alliance falls apart um the courtesan's the one who ends up getting killed because she thinks homie is sweet like they killed eye patch 
And we thought Eyepatch was going to be like a I proved you wrong character type shit. And Eyepatch got out the paint early. Well, it's his fault for taking on the goddamn giant. Why would you do that? I don't think he chose. <sighs> well, I think he... Look, man, you have choices in life. And if my choices is fight Eyepatch, or uh, not fight, but uh, fight the giant or anything else, I'm taking anything else. He didn't choose to fight the giant. Hey, man, look. You gotta the giant take- walked out and was hungry, and he was the nearest food source. But don't you think it's kind of ironic that he was the first one to die, though? Maybe that's why. Well, I don't one, know if of, it's one ironic. of the first, not I don't know if it's ironic. First. I don't think that's the word I would use, but I think it definitely adds depth to the show. Like, just like any other show that we watch when a character that we expect to be around gets killed off, we're like, oh, this shit really about to get active. Um, I say it's ironic just because, like, of the advice that he was given the, um, the what's it called? The, oh, about not. Yeah, right. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like, right, exactly. Mm. I, I I see that. Yeah, I sure. get that. So wait, oh, and then we also did, did all oh, yeah. that stuff actually happen? What? Yeah. Like when when he when dude was talking to Sagiri about like like shit's gonna change mm-hmm. real fast and they were because didn't didn't we see the purple chick dead too? I don't think she was dead. Oh, okay, <laughs> that's what I was wondering because yeah. it, it looked like they were showing everybody's dead. But then, I think that was the idea where they were just like, oh, like um, the idea is to make it seem about the whole like alliances don't work how you, how you think. So I think I also thought I sat here I was like oh they want to show she's dead but like she's a Konoichi and like it, it's just a whole bunch of like yeah like this alliance isn't what you think but those things happen because mm-hmm. we even find out in the next episode where like what she used homie for she right, used right. homie to learn about the bugs and shit like that and basically as an experiment mm-hmm. so tough smart thinking on your feet uh, of the of the rest of the criminals that that's left and I ask all three of y'all uh, who do you think is the most and least trustworthy. She's the least trustworthy. Um, Why? Outside, outside of obvious reasons. Like, I think, like, they're trying to make it seem like she's the least trustworthy, but why? I'm asking. No, I genuinely think she's the least trustworthy, but I think she's going to be that come. She's going to be the one that comes around um, at the end compared to the other ones. I think she's going to be the one who, like, she's going to understand she can't kill Gabi Mario. And again, I think she's a fangirl. Um, but because everyone else has some other reason, I genuinely, like, don't think she really has another reason. I just think she's, like... I don't think it's as simple as I'm young and I don't want to die yet, but I think it's as simple as why the fuck would I want to go back? Like, why wouldn't I want to be free? Where it's like the swordsman, I say he's pretty trustworthy um, because he literally, he wasn't even a real criminal. He just got angry because homie was like, oh, you can't beat a real dragon. He's like, you want, you want bet? And then just chopped his shit up. So they put out a warrant. Like he didn't, he wasn't out here murdering people or committing crimes. Really? He was, he just got upset and lashed out because he clearly has anger issues. He just did a little property damage. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. He just did a little property damage. Exactly. Like, um, I'm not going to lie. I think the Asaimon are the most le- or the least trustworthy. Yes. Because, like, they make the rules, essentially, in this situation. Mm-hmm. And as soon as they run into danger, they're going to be the first ones to throw everybody else under the bus. That's a good point. I think that... um. They don't necessarily make, I guess kind of they make the rules, but at the same time, like it's the Shogun's rules. But I think that's a good point when Homie mentions the dude they were talking to who like kind of read uh, Sagiri to Filth, um, where he goes, the Asaiman aren't like a monarch, you know what I mean? It's like they, they're they pretty sure that whoever comes back with this is going to be the next head. So they have their own reasons to stay right? and to like also come back and they don't need to come back with the criminals. They need to find that they they find the elixir and the criminal dies. Hey, exactly. They don't need to come back with the uh, uh, criminals, but the criminals have to come back with their, like their Simon. 
On so some that's sleeper, a good point, man. On, on some sleeper shit though, yo, the dude, the the, the guys that are brothers, like mm. I don't. That was on, a crazy. Twist. Only because, and the reason why I say it is because they're brothers. I mean, that's the obvious reason. But the the guy that's blind in, in one of his eyes, mm -hmm. like he's the only one that has shown like any type of consistent loyalty to anybody. Like throughout thro throughout this, like everybody has turned against somebody at some point. So I don't know. I feel like they're like the. I feel like the brothers is like the dark horse of who is who actually going to be loyal. You know what I'm, no, you know what I'm saying? I, I don't because I think they will only be loyal to each other. Yes. I think the world can burn around them. And that's why he literally goes, let's take the elixir for ourselves so we can watch the world burn together. Like no one can tell us what to do. It'll just be us. He said death can't even tell us how to live. Exactly. Hey. And he was so also. That's why I don't think they don't give a fuck about anyone else. That's why I don't think they're trustworthy. They just care about themselves. He was also. John, you ain't read the manga, right? Too. No as the uh, other assignment where it was like you know like rules are only as if you follow it and mm -hmm. then bakugo looking dude is like yo rules is rules but it don't mean we gotta follow them like mm -hmm. it is what it is like we don't have to buy by anybody's rules i did again a bar big bars i did like how it was a uh that plot twist where it's like oh shit they're brothers mm -hmm. we're brothers it was a setup <laughs> and we're colored um yeah that was good oh but yeah I do think, aside from the assignment, the girl, yeah, purple hair, or pur purple dress, mm -hmm. very untrustworthy. To quote the uh, great Bill Bev DeVoe, can't trust a big butt and a smile. And, uh, yeah, she gonna, I mean, she's basically just, she basically told them straight up to their faces, yo, like, we're all, I'm only doing this up until we basically get to the elixir. She was like, let's use each other. We both know we could betray each other any time. Like, it's not a one-sided thing. Like, like we're both ninjas. We'll That's both help each other do. get to the goal, but only one of us is going to bring the goal back. Deception so. is what we do. But with her saying that, like, I, I, that's why that whole conversation is the reason why I can't deem her the most trustworthy in any aspect. Like, just because they're willing to work together right now, that just... Like, I, I don't know. I just feel like she could go left at any given moment. I don't know. You, you she's untrustworthy. Her is the, she's the one that I'm like, I'm very on the fence about. Wait, what? You asked who who was the most untrustworthy, and that's that's what I said. That's what we said. I'm sorry, my fault. I wasn't holding down the button. Yo, I'm new, I'm new back here. Um you said that she's the most trustworthy. No, no untrustworthy. That's the oh, question you got asked. You. Oh, okay, okay, okay. All right, I got you. I got I had you backwards. Apologies. Okay. You yeah. did what? <laughs> yeah, no, we don't trust these I... <laughs> Um, Yeah, though, I, I think uh, I, I really like how they've done the characters. I like that we've got little backstories on a lot of the other um, side characters inside of the Asaimon. Um, We definitely see more of what's going on with the island, which is kind of wild. And, like, I like how they mention the things, like, of it being creepy. I like how when we get the brother's backstory, he goes... Like, when we see this shit start talking to him, and he's like, are these real deities? And then he's like, I mean, this place is supposed to be heaven, but, like, if we're sinners, then you, you deal with divine punishment, so is it hell? Like, that's an interesting thing that we weren't thinking about. Like, are they really in hell to be punished for their sins? You know? Um, but, like, we got, we got all these new characters in these two episodes. And then we still, like, we know that they don't have a ton of information, and it's really just, like, a race against time at this point, because, um the the one who's into dissection he made a good point where he was like we can sit here and try and wait for you know one person to come out but on the other side if they take too long they're gonna think we all died anyway and they're gonna send more people and the next round is gonna be worse well there are more people coming remember they said the uh 
Igu- uh, Iguara, whatever, whatever, yeah. um, Gabu, uh, Gab- not Gabaru, Garimaru, Ga- whatever his clan was, they're coming. I think one of the assignments said like, oh yeah, they're coming on their way. And yeah, I yeah. believe it was episode three. I saw them mention it, but I didn't, I didn't know that they were actually coming. I just thought it was sort of, they're coming to kill him because he can never escape. Well, so it's like, well, these niggas coming anyway, so they're probably going to come get the elixir. We know that the chief has had, has the, had elixir, the elixir yeah. before. So we know it's a real thing. So they know it's a real thing. They probably know where it is. They're probably coming back just to re-up on their supply. I don't think there's a supply. You, you, don't, you don't think there's like a magic No, I fruit? think the chief got it himself, and mm. that's why he's been the chief for so long. And well, that's like, a fact because you also got to think like how the fuck else y'all gonna get that damn drawing of what the thing looks like? Like y'all just looking for this thing like it's a dummy mission. No, they're going based off like history and religion. Does each person have their own separate clue? That's what I was thinking when Sis pulled out the books. Yeah. I thought she was like, oh, I gathered these books from whoever is dead and all these things. So like they got a different thing, but I don't think, I mean, I guess in theory, if you want it to hurt even more, but um, yeah, I just don't, I don't see it that way. Um, yeah, they, they didn't make the clues out of thin air. And I don't think, I really don't think that the, the clan knows anything. The clan was founded by him. And I think he founded it because he went out and got it himself. Mm-hmm. I like how they introduce it, though, to, like, confirm that it's a real thing. Mm-hmm. Right? It's not like, oh, there's this rumor that it's out there. You might be on, like, a suicide mission regardless, you know? Like, of it, it might not exist, but now we know it exists for sure. So, very interesting. And it, it sort of also builds into the the character of the, the like, the uh, the chief. Where, like, if we know he's eventually going to have... Gabamara's eventually going to have to fight him to get his wife and to go back to the village and, like, get her and free her and all that shit. Like, now we know he's literally immortal. Like, stabbed a hundred times. Literally, his gut spilled on the floor. Didn't die. Tomahawk, whatever, to the head. Like, yeah. it was literally just in his like, head. It, it reminded me of the Joshin dude from Naruto. And I'm like, that's how he's going to have to kill him on some Shikamaru shit. Like, he's going to have to chop him up and bury him somewhere. That's <laughs> like, a good one. Uh, I, maybe it's just me. He kind of reminds me of Haku from Samurai Jack. I don't know why. I don't oh, know. the the chief. The chief. Yeah. Okay. I don't know what. Maybe his voice. It might just like, be the masks that he was wearing. Into maybe it. it's maybe just his aura. I think it's his aura because they even like you know when um that scene where he where he was hesitating from killing Sagiri and you see like you know he goes full Gabimaru the Hollow and when they changed the art style to where it was just he was like a full monster mm-hmm. and then you see like the chief's aura yeah like sort of creeping on him and then it's replaced by his wife's like that scene was great like it was such a fire scene for the overall development and like i kind of like how they did this shit early so now we're not like playing this cat and mouse about when are they gonna understand each other type shit like they got it out the way and now they could just go about the rest of the mission because there's so many other factors Mm -hmm. yeah no yeah definitely uh definitely agree definitely looking forward to uh Watching some more of this, uh, seeing some, saw some good uh, sword, sword, sword fighting between mm-hmm. them. Excited to see some more uh, fighting scenes. Gamar was going crazy too on them fucking things. If he really wanted his way, it would have been over. But that's what I mean. Like, yeah, I'm thinking that too because, like, you, you saw him do the the fire style, whatever jutsu, whatever, mm-hmm. on the uh, big monster. He not once did any type of ninjutsu in his fight with her. It was just all sword play. Mm-hmm. So. Him, him even saying, like, oh, why am I hesitating? Things like that. Like, dog, you literally have a whole arsenal just in your body that you're not even using. Mm-hmm. Although he did do that, the, the one move where he Well, like, he didn't do it because the... he wanted to give her a quick death. 
Burned alive is not a quick death. I feel like he got something in his toolbox in his Newton Juice suit. Well, remember, you got it. She's like, obviously, she has her own shit, but she's it, she's not like dog food. Like I they, don't know. They say streets in the the clan is saying something different. But the clan itself <laughs> is clan, OD. Clan saying she's sweet. <laughs> The clan itself was literally like, I mean, he knew she wasn't sweet when he was like, oh, shit, she could actually kill me. Mm-hmm. So he knew she wasn't sweet. Interesting, interesting. Well, I guess we will find out uh, in the coming episodes, but uh, so far. And at the same good. time, she was also holding back. That, yep, that is true. Because she knew that he didn't really actually want to kill mm-hmm. him. I just hate how she was just preaching to homie instead of being like, I also understand. And like, <laughs> obviously, they're not going to fill the this is why you're also important to me role this early in the story. Yeah. But like, we sit here and go, you're just going to preach the homie, huh? Holier than thou type? Pretty much, yeah. But at least she knows she's not. And it didn't seem like she was really trying to like be on that holier than thou. But, you know, it's always interesting. I think she's she's still coming to terms with her own shit. Mm-hmm. Whereas I feel like, I mean, Gabimaro is too, but he I feel like she's like more hesitant to to fully realize. like. I feel like she's less. Because I, I th- I, the reason why I say that is because she had an understanding of feelings in general. Where like she goes, oh shit, Gabimaru is like this because he just was raised the wrong way to think feelings are weakness. Like he just has no fucking idea. That's why he's so conflicted. She was like, I know that there's good and bad feelings, but like I just need to process mine. Right. Yeah. Hers. So hers is more so just getting over her feelings, mm-hmm. whereas his is just realizing you have these feelings and being okay with accepting them. Yeah. I guess they just handle them differently too, because like she, mm-hmm. her, for her it like shuts her down, but for Gabrielaro it kind of like, I don't know, it gives him strength yeah. in a way. Like he, it's or at least fuel. He can tune out the noise. It yeah. gives him fuel. She can't. It's cool, really, because they could just learn from each other. And yeah. I think, like, because Gabby Morrow sees so much of his wife in this girl, it kind of lets him be that vulnerable kind of situation. Mm-hmm. Not to bring too many mm-hmm. emotions into it, but I think that's exactly what it is. Yeah, 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 but that's exactly why this is not, like, that's why this is a good show. Like, it's going to clearly not be just another hack and slash type shit. Like, not a typical shonen. Uh, for that reason, I like I like their relationship. It's like... I mean, shit, it's already not a shonen. They built it. They built what it really it? well. Probably same. In terms think of it's the same how, how nah, I isekai. What? This, this no, can't be an, This can't be an isekai. <laughs> it's a even I know that. Yeah, because the main character isn't the isekai like based off of like fantasy though, no, or maybe I'm I could be misinformed. I'm just I'm asking. Put I'm, into a can you teach me something? Huh? Isekai is, tra- is transported to another world. Yeah, like Konosuba, Rezero. Look at me knowing Sword shit. Hero. Look at me knowing stuff for yeah. once. It's yeah, you watch Mad Isekai. I do. I, it's my it's my favorite type. I actually do really like the isekais. There's some good ones, um, but there was an issue, like, you know, when I had that conversation about why people didn't give Sword Hero a fair shake, and it was because um, Shield Hero, uh, because they had isekai fatigue, because a lot came out in a short period of time. Well, that's true. I could, I could see that. Yeah. Like, well, Kona Super, didn't Kona Super start in the real world and then end up in a fantasy that's, place, though? That's exactly that's, the genre. Yeah. The genre is you're transported to another world. Yeah. They could die by. I mean, specifically oh. transported though, but I mean, where where the fuck they at now? They in some, they what well, what they call it heaven? Yeah, but they never they, actually yeah, they left. Never left. It's like it's, like I said, it's like the land of the lost. Like you're 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 still on Earth. Yeah. You just went to a re- very very remote. You see Pirates place. of the Caribbean <laughs> when they flipped the boat. <laughs> they went to Davy Jones' locker. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's, that's I'm just saying these, these these fucking characters look a little bit out of this world, but I mean I guess it's TBD. Go shit RJ. Good shit RJ. 
you know, yeah, I think it's just, just a big Land of the Lost type vibe. You know, you're just in an area where man has really never been or has only been like once or twice in its mm-hmm. existence. Um, so that's why it's so foreign to everybody. And it makes it cool, even cooler, too, because it's in such a time period way back when where, you know, it's very little mo- mm-hmm. modernity, modernity, moderna vaccine <laughs> um but i thought that was cool oh really quick before we end this i thought one of my my favorite parts uh in the interaction between uh damn it gabi maru mm-hmm. and um purple girl mm-hmm. was when she's giving her backstory and he just interrupts and he's like yo if you're lying can you just like Make cut to the chase or because like, 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 he's what was it the whole thing about like, yeah my sister's got mm-hmm. this incurable disease and i went to go train and so i like, can <laughs> no no no, no, no hold on her sister had an incurable disease that she could not find medicine to cure her for <laughs> no, that's, what, that's what the fuck was going on back there bro <laughs> and matt caught it too matt can you please go son yeah. so i don't sound like i'm crazy nah, yeah it's like hmm like Sounds about right. Like, that should me. work on everybody else, bro. I know exactly what you're trying to do. And you can tell by the art style of, uh-huh. what, of the backstory, too, where it's just like kind of cartoony. Yeah. It's like, it started right. off serious. Play the violin. Play the violin. Yeah, literally. <laughs> oh, boo. <laughs> Let me play that was literally Gabi Maru. He said, all right, so we're going to keep it a stack now or what? Let's, let, let, let's get to the chase, man. Come on, yo. Cut the cap. <laughs> cut the cap. But yeah, man, I definitely feel good about this show. Like I'm, it's another one of those where I was like, yeah, I can't wait till next week. Can't wait till next week. Mm-hmm. Like I've I've been looking forward to watching these two episodes, especially because when this um, most recent one dropped, that's where I've been seeing a lot of clips from. Yeah. And it was when she turns like, she flips on him and like actually puts him in like the headlock type shit. Mm-hmm. Which I, not no, not to be alarmed or anything. A little aroused. I thought you were gonna <laughs> say. I thought you were gonna be like, it should have been me. But also that too. <laughs> we gotta fucking learn her name though. We can't keep saying the purple bitch. She's not, and you know what? I just realized she's not your typical, uh, you know, I guess waifu thing. You know what? Yiddies aren't yiddying. She's got, you know, very classy. Okay, these are what real ninjas proportions yes. are more like. Yes, yeah. Because if they were that big, she wouldn't be able to fit in tight spaces. I be thinking that too, because I'm like, all right, like if you're a ninja, I feel like fighting wise and like ninja wise, it wouldn't be strategic or advantageous to have such large mommy milkers but you know what to each their own Yuzuri like grandma ha. tsunade like i am very Yuzuri impressed with ha. how she's there's able to fight there's, there's, because I swear there's someone else named that grandma tsunade no yuzuriha dr stone there we go dr stone stone doctor but uh i think uh do we have anything else or is that it i think that's it i think that's it that is it from us here at Star Trek Sports Pod. Thank you for listening. And uh, we will catch y'all next week. I got ice in my veins. Walk like a champion, champion, champion. I'm so cold-blooded. I fear nobody. Ain't no letting down. I won't let you down. Because I got ice in my veins. I talk like a champion, like a champion.